Welcome, dead and lovely listeners, to the second Halloween of Halloween. It's the month of October, and us here at Dead and Lovely are just damn loving it. <laughs> it's spooky here, and I'm a witch. Oh, okay, that's and what I'm it was. Spooked out, so you know it's real spooky. Oh, spooktacular Hollywood Steve. It's me. I'm not a witch. Or am I? It's me, Uncle Ben, and I may be somewhat warlockish. That's true? Yeah. yeah. Just a little bit. Just, just a touch. Just like that movie, Warlock. Yeah, yeah. Just not not a lot, but a little. A little just bit. Just a like little it. bit of that. Okay. Bit. How you doing this week, Steve? I've been having a good week. Yeah? Been getting it done. Uh, doing it up. Taking it to the top. TCB, baby. Take yeah. care of business. You know, wearing jeans. Back in, back in the day, communist uh-huh. era, Russians would hear that and they'd go... Oi, comrade. Oh, he's really doing well for himself. Wow, really? Because of the jean wearing? Yeah. Because you couldn't get denim. In Russia? In Russia, yeah. No shit. Yeah, Levi's jeans were a big deal for a little while. The great denim Especially right after the the Berlin Wall fell and then the coup and stuff. Yeah? Man, there was a huge influx. I don't know if you know that track suits are associated with Russian youth. There's a reason. That's for that. why. Yeah. They, no they, shit. They didn't have any denim. That's why they're always track rocking suits. those like nylon. Yeah. Tracksuits were easy to get. I did not know mm. that. Well, goddamn. Yep. That's pretty cool. Comrade needs a new pair of jeans, they say at the casinos <laughs> That's what in they Russia. Say. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Come on backwards, are. <laughs> That's a yaw. If you ever want to know what that letter is, it's a yaw. Yaw. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's so tight, man. You know Zangief. I've never seen Zangief in denim. No, he barely even has clothes at all. I bet though, if he did have him a good, you know, rugged pair of Levi jeans, uh-huh. he probably would be covering all them damn bear scars. That's true. He would have had something between him and and bear claws because yeah. he had to fight bears. Obviously, how else uh, do clearly, you train yeah, yeah. as a Russian? Like, what do you do? I mean, I guess we've seen exactly what you do by watching Rocky IV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like a lot of steroids and you're in a (laughs) high-tech environment. Yeah, very high-tech. Yeah. yeah. When you could just be punching meat and stuff like that. Yeah, you could be, yeah, or carrying logs or running from a KGB vehicle that's (laughs) following you for some reason. I'd like to think that, like, sometime... Once the great denim famine mm-hmm. was over, yeah. if they started advertising like Levi jeans, bear proof, <laughs> and it was like a guy like wrestling <laughs> a bear from bears. Oh, hey, let's r- learn ru- another Russian word. Tell me, because ya is, is also means I. Okay, yeah. All right, yeah. You want to know the word for jeans? Tell me, jeans, jeans. Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. That's kind of like how we say it. It's kind of that way, yeah. That's kind of also though, exactly. I always did wonder the origin of the the Euro trash, you know, sweatsuit kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, they're really widespread in a lot of the Soviet uh, yeah. states. Um, they make them work. Slovakia, places like that. Yeah. Thought, hey man, you you're telling me. <laughs> I've I lived there. Boy, they make that work in those little uh, taxi cab driver uh, caps. Yeah. Wear those well, with tracksuit. Here's the thing, Looking though. Dope. In a communist country, is that every article of clothing works as uh-huh. well as any other one? Oh, well, let me just ask you a question. What type of shoe do you wear with a tracksuit? I assume a tennis shoe. No, you wear dress shoes. Dress shoes. Yeah, you wear leather shoes, and specifically, 
at the time I was there, it was real popular to have long tip. Okay, the points. long point, yeah? Yeah. Kind of the elf shoe? Yeah. That is a, a strange pairing. Uh-huh, and man bags were popular, too. So you'd see a dude in a track suit with a little, like, taxi cab driver hat on. Mm, yeah. Dress shoes that come to a point carrying a purse. That he is, was tough. That's striking. You don't want to mess with it. <laughs> that's the guy you stay away from. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. What a different world it is over it there, is. Steve. It's way different. I'd like to I'd like to raise a toast. To Russia. To Russia. Let's open up a Baltica. Yeah, really. Ooh. <laughs> or not. Actually, this is a toast in honor of the Halloween season that we are in the heart yeah. of right now. I think it just makes sense for us to enjoy a pumpkin craft cider. Sure. From the fine folks over at... We're basic bitches. Yeah, dude. Basic as fuck. Uh-huh. Have you ever had some Ace Ciders before? Um, I do believe I have had an Ace Cider. Yeah? Um, the only cider that I would say I I find specifically really good that I've had so far is Original Sin. Yeah, Original Sin's pretty good. It's pretty dry. It's it's very dry. Yeah. Yeah, That's the thing. I mean, it's still got way too much sugar in it. Uh, Yeah, yeah. That's that's a problem to me with, like, most all all ciders. I think this might be the first cider we've had on this show. It is. It is for sure. Look at that. But, hey, how else are we going to celebrate a movie that's set in New England, Uh in New York even, Yeah, where they would have had cider... And with a feller, what throws flaming pumpkins, much like the Great Mormon. Yeah, like the Great Mormon himself. The Great Mormon And the Green Goblin. Always tossing those flaming pumpkins around. Of judgment. As we know. Uh This looks very effervescent and soda-y. Oh, it does. It's almost kind of the color of like a cream soda, and it looks quite... Oh, it smells like pumpkin spice. Does it? It does. find out about it. Boy, it does. But it does still kind of have a little bit of a cidery kind of thing going on, too. What do you think about that? That's not bad. Yeah? That is not bad. Yeah. It's That's light. not bad at all. Yeah, it yeah. actually is. It's not yeah, too I mean, terribly like cloyingly sweet or anything. It's got more of a smell off of it than it does a taste. Yeah, yeah. the aftertaste is just kind of like apple juicy. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is definitely an apple-based mm-hmm. cider for sure. Yeah, it's kind of has good. just a, a nice apple it's cinnamon not too kind sweet. of flavor. I, like I, don't, I don't hate that at all. You know, this could also, kind of like that, what do we have last week, that schluff? Schlafly? Schlafly, yeah, the pumpkin ale. Where we were like, man, this could be good with uh, a little bit of oh, yeah. whisker in it. Listen. This could do okay, or a spiced rum in here. If you've would be got okay. cider and you've got a, a good bourbon, you've got a good, you got a good drink right That's there. You toss a, toss a shot of uh, bourbon into a cider. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A lot uh, of sugar, though. I also like the Ace uh, Pineapple Cider. Have you read that? I have not. It almost tastes like a white lifesaver. Oh, okay. You know? But it's also like a little funky and stuff, too. Do those still exist? Too. Are they still in the rolls, dude? I'm pretty sure. Are they? I'm, okay. I, I don't know. God damn. I don't know the last time I bought a Lifesaver. I, I don't know or the last time anyone did. did. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah, it's not bad, though. Folks at Ace. Yeah, way to go, Ace. Way to go. So what you been doing this week? You've been having such a good week, Steve. You've been uh, learning to edit videos for YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's been fun. For whose YouTube channel? Ours. Oh, our YouTube channel. Yeah, right. The Dead and Lovely channel. Yeah. Go check her out. We got some fun stuff up there. Uh-huh. Just had some monster cereals. That we did. We found out the king of the fucking monsters. You won't believe number five. You actually, you could not believe number five. <laughs> there aren't even five of them. I guess Yummy Mummy and Fruit Brute, but 
they're not yeah, they're not exist. making those so yeah mm-hmm. uh yeah you guys be sure to go find that youtube channel follow the links off of our instagram and shit yeah and subscribe sure. to that fucking shit it's real fun i mean uh for the serial video i had to narrow down from 50 minutes of video damn 50 to get to get 14 and a half minutes wow yeah so well, there were a lot of outtakes i mean a lot of it was us bloopers there's some good bloopers, like uh, the very first one being, as soon as we started, you saying, Welcome to the Dead and Lovely Horror Movie Channel. I'm Uncle Ben. And then me going, Shit! <laughs> Just good way staring to start. in the camera like an idiot. <laughs> I cut that. I was going to leave it at the end, but I was like, it's too confusing. The editing process is not, it's not too hard in iMovie. Oh, no. It's, not it's bad. pretty simple, yeah. And there's something that's kind of like meditative about it that I enjoy, yeah. especially after I make like a difficult like guitar video or something mm-hmm. like that, where it's like, I have to play all this shit right and all that yeah. jazz. It's kind of nice just to be like, okay, now let's just cut this down yeah, so that everything looks all nice and controlled and I didn't find myself being too sentimental about anything. I mean, there were a ton of funny things that I cut, but it was like, we got 14 and a half minutes of gold. Solid fucking yeah. gold. Yeah. Just fucking throw that silver, throw that bronze away. Yeah. Who needs it? Who fucking needs Get it? Get out of here. Usain Bolt wouldn't accept that shit. Shit. No, man. Yeah, you guys be sure to go check out that YouTube channel. Though. For real, so we can make money. Yeah, for real. Um, What else have I been doing? Uh, Watch football, of course. Watching the football, um, okay. But um, also been watching the new season of Always Sunny. I have heard that it is just like walking on a cloud. It's great. It's real great. Yeah? Uh, the most recent episode had one of the funniest things of all time. I'll just tell you it's a fight. Okay. Uh but I don't want to ruin it for you. But the moment you see it, you'll it'll change your life. Damn. I think. Yeah. How is the show still so fucking good? It's been on the air for what like 13 years. They get to do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's no meddling really. It's and they're all creative and mm-hmm. they Danny DeVito's up for everything. They're all up for everything. Everybody involved in it isn't going to be like, "No, let's not do that." Like, yeah. That's pushing it too far. They'll push it too far. Oh they yeah. Don't care. Well, it's a show about scummy, horrible people. I mean, they had an episode where a little black boy gets shot to death. Holy shit. By the police. Oh god. Yeah. When was that? Uh, have you seen that? They no. all wake up black. No. Okay. That's a real. That's a real tough episode. Holy where, shit! Like they deal with like the real hard shit about racism, but oh it's God. funny the entire time. Like they never get preachy. It's always yeah. But yeah, yeah. Seeing a, a child shot by police, it's like co- confrontational. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. In their twelfth season, they're that confrontational still. Yeah, I haven't like watched South any Park, 12, I yeah. guess. Oh my god, have you watched any of the new South Park season? So I think they just have two episodes out so far, and they've been about um, school shootings mm-hmm. and how priests be raping. Good. I mean, they are really just kind of going straight for yeah. look at look at how much fucked up stuff is going yeah. on, which of course for them is is nothing new whatsoever. They've been doing that for damn twenty years now. Right. But. Um, the way they're tackling it is very, very on the nose. Yeah, and it's fantastic. Still yeah. awesome. You can't be you can't be too afraid to go too far artistically. Yeah, as long as you're being respectful. Yeah, or equally disrespectful. That's what South Park does. Yeah, equally that's, disrespectful that's it, right? to all sides. That's pretty much it. Um, but yeah, as long as you're being respectful and not trying to punch down, as I've said before, if yeah, you're yeah. always punching up. 
or you're always showing people to be worse than they pretend that they are, mm-hmm. then yeah, do it. Go for it. Whatever it is. I really thought that more people get mad about all them priests that be raping. You would think that, right? I would think they like, would get oh, a lot yeah. more mad about that. Oh, you mean like uh, guys we're supposed to trust have been raping kids like crazy and getting away with it? Systematically covering it up. Mm-hmm. and You'd think that would get people pretty riled up. You would think so. Because that's really bad. It is. Like that's actually like the worst. But we've the learned. thing. We've learned a lot recently that religious people and people on the right are okay with child molesting as long as it gets them to their goal, which is, I guess, power. Ending abortion so there are more children to molest. I guess so. Yeah. I, I, that's that's something I can't quite exactly figure yeah. out. We hate the abortion, but let's also limit contraceptive mm-hmm. access yeah. and teach abstinence only. Yeah. But that's a no to abortion. I mean... I think I, I they just. I out. think it's just power. Yeah, they yeah, just want to have control over everybody else's lives. That's basically. But it. no one to have control over theirs. No, no, no. Yeah. Well, they're doing it right. Yeah, obviously. That's how government works, right? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, yeah. I think summed it up just right there. You know, we got a special announcement for our episodes what, for what, what? Nov Nov Vampire <gasps> Part Two. I, Listen, I'm surprised that you guys wanted us to do it again and didn't want to do my idea of yeah. no vampire in uh-huh. which we do not discuss a vampire movie not even during once. the month of November. But yeah, you wanted us to come back to no vampire again and guess what? We're doing it again. We're going to do the same thing we did last year. We're going to have uh-huh. a vote. We got 10 movies. We only get four this this year. Right. Nope. Uh, no fifth Wednesday. Mm-hmm. But uh, you guys... We'll put up the vote um, when this episode comes out, yeah. and then you'll have two weeks to vote. Um, it'll be on the Facebook page. It'll be on the Facebook page. If um, you know you're not on Facebook, I'll try to figure something out. Maybe I can find a survey site and post it on. We have a carrier pigeon service. That's true. We yeah. do. You could use that. Mm-hmm. Waft a smoke signal with your votes mm, towards the yeah. east. But... Always remember to use Eastern-oriented smoke signals. Oh, if yeah, you yeah. use a Western-oriented one, oh, oh not my gosh. Yeah. Not even, it's not happening. Not even like we're going to see it, but if we did, I'd be like, what does that mean? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Puff, puff, puff? Yeah. Wait, what? I don't, what? I don't get it at all. What about puff, puff, pass? Uh-huh. That's uh, the rule, right? right? 420, guys. Uh-huh. Yeah. Smoke them up. Uh-huh. <laughs> Enthusiastic stoner talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we'll put up the poll on the Facebook page this week, and you guys can vote on that to see what all episodes of vampire-related content y'all want to hear on the podcast for the entire month of November. It was fun doing that last year. I look it forward is. to seeing what people pick. I hope they pick some real piece-of-shit stuff like Twilight. I want to go down that road. Yeah. But we do have good ones. What we do in the shadows, I, I hope, I love makes that movie it. So Otherwise... Much. Grimes is quitting. Yeah, that's what I heard. That's what I heard, yeah. Yeah. If we do do it, though, we should have a hair versus hair match with him. Okay. Yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, okay. I'm on board. (laughs) Or loser leaves town match. Ooh, that's a good one, too. Steve, have you been going down that road lately? (sighs) 
Did you go down that road? I did go down that road. Did you go down uh, that road with my wife? Uh, I did. Actually. <laughs> I and your wife. Went down road with your wife. Yeah. Um, you were my, a true polygamist there for a minute. Yeah, there. my wife and I and and uh, your wife, Kate, met us. We went to uh, Movies Under the Stars, Aww. which is a thing here in Knoxville that they have at the IAMS Nature Center. Uh-huh, which is lovely. Yeah, and they, they were showing Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery. I was out playing a dang... Rock show in Asheville, North Kakalaki. Yeah, with Andy Wood, and it was a it was a good time. So I could not attend, but I really wanted to go. Mm-hmm. Well, tell um, me about it. It's a good setup, mm-hmm. uh, other than the fact that it's still extremely hot here. Yeah, it's like and fucking there like were a, ninety here. There were a million mosquitoes, and I am I am what mosquitoes are searching for. Oh, it's you. the reason yeah. they bite other people is to find me. Okay, so every time they have me, they're like, he's not the one. Yeah, it's not him. Oh, that guy? Let's all bite him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So anyway, that I didn't enjoy that much, but uh, the the setup is great. They have food trucks there. Yeah? Um, Did you get you a food rig? Yeah, I got some uh, shrimp uh, egg rolls. Oh, have mercy. They were very good. I like shrimp that. Was, shrimp was very fresh. It's good a taste stuff. of the Orient. Yeah. Um... My wife got some seasoned fries. They were pretty good. Okay. Just fries. Boring uh, stuff. Hey, I like a French potato fry. Yeah. They also had $5 beers. I didn't go for that. Yeah? It was all yeehaw. Yeah, come on. I'm not going to spend $5 on a yeehaw tall boy. No, that's a hard pass. Mm. Did, you, did you flask it or anything? No. We, um, Emily had work to do after we got home, so mm. we just went to watch a movie. And we Fine. took her dog. Fucking weirdos. Yeah. It was fun. Um, Pet Cemetery's not good. Okay, I was gonna ask you because it's like it's it's one of those movies that like I I Some like people love, like I, I I do I enjoy it. It's uh-huh. you know all all the stuff in there is super iconic. You got little Gage running around mm-hmm. slashing them Achilles. Yeah, there's some good stuff in there, but it's Herman Munster's in there. Boy, it's it's you got the dad who I think is maybe a lightly animated cardboard cutout. I think yes. That's exactly uh, true. He's he's, okay, he's really bad. The acting in it in general is not great. Yeah, I, I was um, gonna say it's like even I, Tasha Yar isn't good. I, I like her the actual movie. name. Oh yeah, like I like the movie, but I won't tell you that it's that it's a great movie. Denise Crosby. There you go. Yeah. What yeah. don't you like about it? Um, you know how we talk about show don't tell. Yeah. Nobody told them this. <laughs> Also, it has one of the major issues that so many Stephen King movies have where yeah. they stick to the novel. Yeah. And you shouldn't. With Stephen King, Oftentimes. just run with the idea and the characters mm-hmm. and change it up to make it a movie. Yeah. It doesn't work. Like, there's just too much going on. There, There's like a, a story and B story, sure, but then there's like C, D, E, F, and G. Like, mm. I don't need to know all this. Also, it's terribly edited. Yeah. Like, I don't remember even noticing what the editing of the movie is like, like the couple times I watched yeah. it. Yeah, uh, I I have a plan to re-edit the movie. Yeah, with my very limited editing knowledge, and I'm going to show it to you when we do Pet Cemetery. I like it, and I guarantee you it's going to be a better movie. I want to go down that road. He says rod, rod, like fifty times. <laughs> Take a shot. I think he was like, he says, right. Yeah, I think that he was like, well, I can nail that with like a main accent. Yeah. So I'm just going to keep saying road. Yeah. It's the best part of my accent. So let's be sure to really emphasize. Go with your strengths, right? Yeah. Yeah. Play to your strengths. And I don't want people to think that I'm 
too much like Herman Munster, so... Okay, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so let's do the... Can we do the raw thing again? There's so many... Okay, so the people out there that love it, whatever. It's fine. You can love movies however you want. But there's so many ridiculous things. Like, um, uh, Tasha Yar and her sister, yeah. Zelda. Uh, Zelda. Mm-hmm. What, what does that have to do with anything? Okay, it's, you know... It's way more fleshed out in the book. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, but ultimately, I guess, really in the movie, it doesn't really matter that much. No, does it doesn't. It? They just wanted to have the creepy scene. And it is very effective and it's very memorable, but it does kind of distract you from the fact that, like, uh, yeah, it doesn't really, it doesn't really Also, spinal, uh, spinal meningitis. As someone who's uh, <laughs> barely aware of anything medical, I know that that's not what spinal meningitis does. No, no, it's exactly to. what it does. It to does you. not turn you into a yellow zombie. Are you sure? I'm pretty positive. <laughs> it'll, kill, it'll kill you pretty quick. Yeah. But not uh, see, that. and that's the thing. She was suffering forever and, like, turning into a weird skeleton thing. Yeah. It's not how that works, is it? It's not. And then also, um, just one scene in particular, I think, is it really typifies the problem with it. Okay. The dad uh-huh. is flying a kite. Uh-huh. The mom, off to the side, while we are still seeing him flying a kite, says, Daddy's flying a kite. <laughs> no shit. Look. And then the little girl goes, Look, Daddy's flying a kite. <laughs> He's flying it. And then the mom goes, He's flying a kite. <laughs> Again with this. Yeah, we see him flying a fucking kite. <laughs> like, seriously? <laughs> all tell, you had to because they're not, not even, showing. they're not even on screen. All you had to do was just cut that. Also, why did they have that much time to talk about him flying a kite? Just show it for a second and move on. <laughs> like, what why? What? We really gotta set that up. And then the jogger who gets run over oh, yeah, by Pascal. a truck, but, but then is like Oh my god. At one point, um, He's like, you know, because he talks to people, but they don't know he's talking to them. And sure. none of this is important. But he says something to the mother, and then she gets what he was saying. And then he, and this is not for the podcast medium, but he, it just cuts to a close up of him, and he goes, Just a satisfied nod. Satisfied nod. <laughs> Why? <laughs> Who's that for? Yeah. <laughs> what is that? What is the purpose of? Oh, he's happy about this. Yeah, he got it. Yeah, we we gathered he'd be happy about her doing the thing that he said to do. Yeah. Why do we also have to show him like? Uh, yes. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Like the end Good. of a Mentos commercial. Yeah. Do 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 do. I'm just saying it could be a good movie, but it currently is not. Currently, as it stands. But they're remaking it. Yeah, I was gonna ask if you saw any the the pictures, the previews of that. I'm on deck. Yeah, me too. I listen. I, I, especially when a movie I think wasn't good the first time around, but had potential. Yeah. Because the movie does have potential. I think if it were edited right, and maybe a couple of scenes they had gotten like a better take, mm-hmm. you got a good movie. Well, and if you had uh, a human being play the father, yeah, exactly. He's, he's just not. He's so wooden and yeah, uninteresting. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've got hope for it. I think John Lithgow. Yeah, he's. I like John Lithgow. Judd, a lot. I think that he could really pull that mm-hmm. off. He looks the part mm-hmm. and stuff too. And you know, it's the kind of thing where, like you said, it's like remaking a movie that's been kind of part of the the horror canon staple for so yeah. long. Seems sacrilegious, but it's like, man. And again, a lot of people come down on me for this. The it remake is better than the original it is it's way better it's better 
Hmm? So maybe this will turn out better. We need people to remake a lot of those Stephen King movies that where they tried too hard to stick to the novel and like it was his cocaine heyday. Like yeah, yeah. He, everything that came to his mind ended up in the novel. Nobody was stopping him. Nothing was getting cut. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, that's the thing JK Rowling says that she hates about the fifth book is that her editor just let her do whatever and do all that blow. Just get yeah. all yayoed up. Yeah. And... She got all yayoed up. <laughs> Emo hair. He's sad. He's angry. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah. So pet cemetery, it was a fun time though. Yeah, yeah. I like. I would have liked to have attended that, man. I was too busy rocking and rolling. I had myself a pretty goddamn good weekend overall. It yeah. was good, man. Friday, actually, you know, I'll even peel. I'll even peel it back a day before the weekend. Thursday, you had a good Thursday. I had myself a pretty good Thursday. Went and rehearsed with Boogie Nights, local disco funk dance band. Boogie Nights, and playing with them on a show next week for a wedding. Mm-hmm. Had our first and only rehearsal, which went great. You boogied, dude. I boogied. Down. That's it was awesome. A good time. That band's fucking great. Killer I wonder band. why there was no boogieing up. Yeah, I was always boogie down. Yeah, wasn't it? let's get down. Like maybe if they would have boogied up, it would have lasted longer. Oh shit! I forgot. Get up with the get down. God, that was in. That's like an MC Escher. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> get lyric. Get up with the get down. I bet he loved that. Shake stuff. it around. <laughs> yeah, MC Escher would have. It was if he were alive. I don't know when he died, but if he were alive at that point, I bet he was madly in love with Jungle Boogie. <laughs> Jungle Boogie. You can goddamn well bet we play that song. That's a fucking awesome song. Shit, yeah, it is. Yeah. Best part's all the all the the dude going over the boogie. Yeah, <laughs> it sounds like they just invited some like Again, creepy you know. guy into the studio and it's just like mm-hmm. I don't know, just stand at the mic and say stuff. This song doesn't really have words. He was like, "All right, got I it, got it." <laughs> and then Friday, yeah, we had that show, which was great. Saturday went to Old Time Saturday Street oh, Fair man. in Jefferson City, Tennessee. Yeah, this is this is a nostalgia that very few of our listeners could possibly have. Hell yeah, Old Time Saturday. Uh, my it's on Main Street uh-huh. in Jefferson City, which is a street where there's absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing's there. The only thing that was there for quite a while was my grandmother's restaurant, Old yep. City Cafe. Uh huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. And old, old old time Saturday was huge for them. Yeah. 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 And you know everybody in Jefferson City shows up. All of them. All hundreds of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's just like a little old timey. Street fair thing. We basically grew up in like Mayberry. For those of you guys who, who don't <laughs> it's know, it's a, it is a nothing town. Yeah, an absolute nothing town. So we went and did that, which was fun. And uh, we came home. We we cleaned house and shit like this. That's a fun time. And you know what? It it served a purpose. It does it served a purpose. But uh-huh. we came home. We watched my fucking Poltergeist. Hell yeah! Which is the awesome. Yeah, Poltergeist is great. We'll what a fucking great sometime. movie, man! Mm-hmm. That's one that we tend to watch pretty much every Halloween. Yeah, I'll uh, yeah, I want to go way in depth about that sometime because it is just yeah. a crown jewel. Of These are really good. What a great, believable, wonderful family. Great special effect in that thing. God is good, man. I mean, well, as we've talked about before, that was pretty much directed by Spielberg. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, even though Toby Hooper's name's on it, there was a Director's Guild of America strike thing going on at mm-hmm. the time, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, uh, other, I mean, some people would claim Jaws isn't a horror movie. Is that Steven Spielberg's only definite horror movie? That's a good question. It might be. Yeah. That's fucking great. It's great. 
I Wish mean, would have done more. Yeah, for real. Yeah. I mean, he got he got to the point where doing more horror movies didn't make any sense because he could do whatever he wanted. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he was like, "I'll hey ten ten. Yeah, maybe it's this now. I guess <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, that was great. And then you know, I got an idea. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna ask these dead and lovely listeners what Friday the Thirteenth movie I should watch tonight. And what they tell you. We decided on part seven. With some telekinesis. It's that one that's got Jean Grey in it. Uh-huh. It's um, not great. No. It's not a great movie. No, it's not. Uh-uh. No. I, I feel like that movie, though, is kind of like their... Almost like their response to like Dream Warriors. Yeah. You know, where it's like, well, what if... Yeah, we have this mega villain, but what if there's other people in this world that have powers, too? Yeah. And I like that essentially the movie becomes like... Carrie versus Jason. That's true. You know? But it it's not done that They good. should have come together, though. Yeah. I mean, Jason was ignored by the camp counselors, and he drowned. Carrie was bullied by everyone in the high school. Well, you like, know what, though? Like, even in this movie, like, her dad, like, treated her shitty, and there's, yeah. like, this, like, psychiatrist guy that Who was also treating her shitty, yeah. It would have been dope. Yeah, if the two would have, like, teamed up against him or something. Was the psychiatrist guy Bernie? From Weekend at Bernie's. This might oh, be the second time I misidentify someone as Bernie from Weekend <laughs> at Bernie's. I can't remember. Yeah, that's a good question. I'll have to check that on the IMDb. But yeah, it wasn't it wasn't fantastic. Mm. I watched another not really fantastic movie some point this week uh, that you were talking about recently. I watched oh, yeah? The Terrifier on oh, Netflix. Oh yeah? What'd you think about it? Um it's it's so much better than any movie I've ever made. That's true. As I've I have no never movies. made a movie that good. So it's better than that. Uh-huh. I'm going to start with the positives. Yeah. Uh, I think that clown get up and even uh-huh. the way the guy played it, pretty fucking good. I like That's the, true. The he black did play and white really clown. well. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. And his, his mannerisms and stuff yeah. were good. He's all silent. He's mm-hmm. always got that grin on his face with those gross teeth. Yeah. You know, pretty well done. Uh, again, I'm not usually a person that thinks clowns are scary, yeah. but he was a decently scary clown. Yeah, he he's meant to be scary. Yeah, it's yeah. not like uh, you know Tim Curry is Pennywise. Yeah, yeah. He looks maybe kinda, he is. Maybe he isn't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there is some some I'll say some pretty well done gore shots and yeah. effects and stuff, and it's some pretty brutal, pretty agonizing kills and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's overall just a really pointless movie, though. It is. It just doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. And, you know, the problem with that movie is, too, is like, like I said, even though the gore and stuff, the special effects are, are pretty fucking well done, and, and they seem to be all practical yeah, from what I can tell. Yeah, it looks completely practical. Yeah. yeah. You know, the violence starts at such a high peak. Yeah, it's got nowhere to go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, whereas a movie like... Uh, you know, something like Texas Chainsaw or something like uh-huh. that, where it, it's gradually going on this uphill, uh-huh. and it just is driving you nuts with how it's escalating. Yeah, because you think it can't get worse. And then it does. But it does, yeah. yeah. It's like with this, when it starts really, really, really fucking high up, uh-huh. it can't really go any higher. Yeah, and it never does. Not really. Yeah. I mean, like even when like he like saws that chick in half. Yeah. Like, plumb in half. It's like But that's, that's still early in the movie. That's way early in yeah. the movie. Yeah, exactly. And so it just makes all the stuff that happens after it just like, okay, well, what's it going to do now? Yeah, okay, you crushed that guy's head. Okay, well, yeah. that's a real disappointment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just not 
not done in a great this is escalating in a crazy yeah. way it just started at the top and stayed there the whole time and there's zero story or development or no. any of the characters you know I have something positive to say about it about of it. all the movies I've seen it's one of the more recent that's true it's one of the most recent movies I've seen streaming on mm-hmm. Netflix Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. I can't even begin to argue with that. We could be, we could be big wigs at a movie studio for sure. How do we spin this? It's so easy. It's the most recent movie you've. This seen. is the most recent movie I've read. <laughs> you don't. All say. right, now we're gonna leave the room. Then we leave the room, and our assistants tell them the real. Yeah, like this is fucking terrible. Get yeah. out of here. <laughs> Definitely. I don't know. I I applaud it. Um, for doing i i would assume a very 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 low budget production that it was is, it was is watchable i mean yeah, it was crowd crowdfunded so that's cool yeah yeah and uh, yeah i i don't i don't hate it for sure mm. um i was surprised by how many people seem to love it especially on instagram it's one of those maybe mm-hmm. it's just that it's got very Instagrammable screenshots because there's a lot of the clown mugging and stuff. Well, I was trying to figure out what Instagram filter they put on the whole movie. Was it Amaro? <laughs> I think was it so. Hudson? It looked like Amaro. Yeah. I feel like it was Amaro. Like everything had this like super high contrast, kind of low res, gritty mm-hmm. thing going on to it. Hey, if you out there worked on terrifier and you know what instagram filter they use let us know hit us up on instagram hey yeah that'll work but you know if you're if you're wanting to watch a horror flick you've never seen before and you've got netflix and you might as well yeah you might as well put it on especially if you're if you're doing something else if you're practicing some guitar Uh doing some taxes i don't know if you do your taxes yeah Yeah. it'll be a good thing to look over and be like hey at least i'm not getting sawed in half yeah exactly I could think of worse things to watch than The Terrifier, but didn't love it. Yeah. Now, Steve, on today's show, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about Sleepy Holler. Sleepy Holler. Tim boop, Burton's boop, 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 boop. 1999 masterpiece. That's it. That was when it came out, and it was a masterpiece. Is this the first Timothy Burton movie we've done on the show? It is. Yeah? It, it shan't be the last. You don't think? I don't think. I mean, this Tim Burton said that he feels like this was the first horror movie he had done. Okay. I would say Beetlejuice fits in there as horror maybe. Yeah, it's a horror comedy for sure. Horror comedy. Yeah. I would say Ed Wood is definitely uh, within the realm of a horror movie podcast to cover as it is about one of the worst horror movie directors of all time. Okay. Yeah. I've never seen it. You haven't seen Ed Wood? No. Oh, you gotta see Ed Wood. Is That's it great. Ed Good. It's Ed Good. <laughs> it's got uh, Lisa Marie playing Vampira. Okay. Got uh, Martin Landau playing Ed or not Ed Wood? Uh, Bella Lugosi. Oh, okay. He won Martin an Landau. Academy Award for it. No shit. Mm-hmm. That's pretty tight. Yeah, it's good. I need to watch it. Now, Steve, before we get into this and we start talking about all this, all this Tim Burtony stuff. I'm just goddamn dying to know, Steve. I've known you for how long? It's, it's, it's over a decade. Over a decade. But there's one thing I've always wanted to know about you. Oh, that no. I, I just, I can't even ask you directly. I'm too ashamed. I'm too embroiled in shame to ask, Steve. Cut or uncut? Yeah, which one? Uncut. Yeah? Yeah, but I, I mean, listen. 
I'm against it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I I am also, uh-huh. and I don't remember when the incident occurred. It was it was performed on me. Yeah, without my consent. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. shortly after my birth. Yeah. And I have no memory of it, but it must have been really bad because I didn't walk for a year afterwards. Oh no. <laughs> Steve, I also want to know, from the bottom of my heart, which Tim Burton character are you? What's uh, this? What's this? I think a the one that we can place take. that we could turn yeah. to find that out, BuzzFeed. It's got to be BuzzFeed. They're wizards over there. Mm-hmm. They know the hearts of men. They can see our inner darkness and tell us which Tim Burton character we are. I think that if anybody's going to know... It's going to be our friends over at Fuzzbead. <laughs> Fuzzbead, get in here. <laughs> Where's the ledger, Fuzzbead? Fuzzbead. Fuzzbead is just, he is clearly a Dickensian uh-huh. accountant's assistant. Yeah. He comes Fuzzbead. from, comes from a, a father who makes textiles, so he had just a little bit of money, and mm, he was able yeah. to get an apprenticeship for his son. Uh-huh. Fuzzbead. But of course, Fuzzbead. <laughs> Oh, bumbling Fuzzbead. He's always just stumbling around with that, that big old dusty ledger. If it weren't for the life debt I owe your father from the the wars, <laughs> you wouldn't be here, Fuzzbead. Fuzzbead, bring the ledger. Post haste. Post haste. I'm coming, sir. <laughs> All right, Steve, we got a couple of questions to ask each other here. I'm going I'm to hit you with a hard-hitting one. It is a hard-hitting one. Steve, Let's go. I want you to pick a 90s film classic. Awesome. This is fun. Is it Hook? Okay. Is it Home Alone? Right. That's the, the, the prequel to Post Malone is Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Austin. Jurassic Park. Men in Black. Uh-huh. Independence Day. Right. Batman Forever. Ooh. The Matrix. Oh, shit. Toy Story uh-huh. or Scream. Man. A lot of choices. There are a lot of choices and a lot of good choices. Yeah. But for me, I think the most important movie out of these from the 90s for me was The Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one that got you red-pilled. Yeah. Got me. <laughs> yeah. Got me into men's rights somehow. <laughs> and leather jackets. Yeah. <laughs> the Matrix. Interesting. That... I don't think that's the one I would have picked for you. I think I would have picked Scream for you. Yeah, I love Scream. Do you want to start a Matrix podcast? Yes. Today in the Matrix. Thank God, finally, we get to talk about those other two. Um. Oh, God. <laughs> of these, I'm going to have to go with the Jurassic Park. I think yeah. of all these, Jurassic Park is the one that just meant the meant the most to me. Yeah. At my nine-year-old 1993 I, Listen, South. I could have chosen that for you. I kind of felt yeah. it. I kind of felt it. I, I mean, I was in the theaters... I was I was grabbing my bowl cut and just screaming, "Mom, my bowl cut!" Oh my God! It's caught a flame. <laughs> Smoke it, Fuzzbead! Bring the ledger! <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben. All right, let's find out who's got your back. Who's got my back? Looks like we got some some Burtony characters here. Yeah, I guess this maybe will tell you exactly who you're gonna become. Okay. Uh, zero. Little ghost dog. Little ghost dog. Dottie, is that from uh, uh, Pee Wee? I think so. Yep. Yeah. The Mad Hatter, obviously from Alice in Wonderland. He gets so mad and just beats his wife. <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> oh, Johnny, damn. Not good. Not Asshole. Good. Um, Katrina Van Tassel. Okay. Old Christina Ricci. Uh huh. Alfred. 
Bella Lugosi. Oh, he's dead. Bone Jangles. Mr. Bone Jangles, yeah. Mm-hmm. Tom Jones from Mars, Mars Attacks. Attacks, dude. Or the Oompa Loompas. Ugh. You know what? God, I'm so torn here. Uh-huh. Because Katrina Van Tassel, she's a witchy woman. She is. Which I do approve of. But uh-huh. you know what? I-, I heard a great prophet one day say, be anybody you can be, unless you can be Batman and then be Batman. That's a good call. I'm going to go with Alfredo. Alfredo do He's got this. My back. Um, I'm going to pick Tom Jones. Mars Attacks is a great movie. Hey, it's not unusual. It's not unusual. I'm glad that we're like having the cider. Yeah. I wouldn't want to drink a whole one. No. Like I'm towards the bottom so- of, of this and I'm like, okay, this yeah. is this is fine. Let's move along. Be way too sweet. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Choose an epic villain to throw down with. With whom to throw down? Come on, guys. Come on, get with it. Uh. Jesus Christ. Fuzzbeat. <laughs> Fuzzbeat. Fuzzbeat, your pay is docked. <laughs> Ending a sentence in a preposition. <laughs> I'll tell you. Is are you gonna are you gonna villain down here with Jafar? Oh. Lord Voldemort. Oh no. Darth Vader. Oh, it's just getting worse. Cruella Deville. Well, sort of. Motherfucking Hans Gruber. Oh no, he wants bear bonds. <laughs> Freddie McKrug. Oh no, shit. Um, Anton Sigur from um, fucking what's it? No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. God, he's awesome in that. He is. The Wicked Witch of the West. Okay. Or Hannibal Lecter. Well, um, I certainly wouldn't want to tangle with Anton Sigur ever for any reason. No. No, he'll pop you with that that cattle killing rig. Um, but boy. Now let me let me ask you though, you Steve. What. Yeah. What do you think the question means? Villain to throw down with. I think we're gonna be partying. Okay. So this is this is like who do you want to party with? Who do I want to party okay. with? Okay. I didn't okay. know if it was party or fight. Hannibal <laughs> would bring questionable snacks. He would. He would. The but Wicked Witch line. of the West. Um, you'd have to worry about like. What if I accidentally spill a drink on her? Well, she's going to bring those fucking dickhead monkeys what with her. What oh, those things shit. aren't fucking house trained. Yeah, me? for real. You know those monkeys were shitting everywhere. Just had the rug shampoo. So if I'm going to have an epic time, I'm going to hang out with Hans Gruber because he's got all those bear bonds. That's true. He's got the money to bring uh-huh. to the party. It's probably a good idea. And he's German. You know those German parties just get wild. We are going crazy tonight. Yes. It is getting truly wild. You know, I think if I'm gonna if I'm gonna party, I want to party with Freddie. I think that guy would be cracking wise all night. Oh man, he'll be doing fun stuff like cutting up baby carrots with his big pointy fingers. Uh huh. Things like that, I think. Yeah. Or what uh, what Robert England did with Dawkin, which is they snorted cocaine off of the cloth. Yes. So maybe he brings his own cocaine. He's bringing that gack with him. Yeah. It's gonna be a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Cocaine party with Freddy. <laughs> Coked out Robert England. Yeah. Wow. What's the most important life lesson to live by? Okay. Then? Dance like no one's watching. I hope Is that's that on, on here? here. No, it's not. Okay. Follow your dreams. Okay. Hey, I think we're fucking doing that right Hell now. Hell yeah. Live in the moment. Also doing that. Love conquers all. I don't know if Forgive we're Forgive and forget. Okay. Good things come to those who wait. Mm-hmm. Time heals all wounds. Mm. What goes around comes around. Mm. We're all in this together. Mm. B. 
Be communism. careful what you wish for. Mm, mm-hmm. Okay, so dance like no one's watching is not a choice on no. here. That is no. uh, unfathomably disappointing to me. I guess that's similar to follow your dreams. I'm going to go with a follow your dreams on yeah. this one because that's, you know, that's one of those things that I have tried to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And lo and behold, things have gone pretty good. Yeah. I got my high school sweetheart. Yeah. I, I so rip your mom, on her. still with her? No, no, no. Oh. No, no, no. Oh, we're you're still with in touch, a girl though. who's in high school? No, not that either. Oh. We were in high school when we met. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And I play a guitar. That's true. I know not and all the chords. People pay you to do it. Several of the chords. Well... I'm no what do you need to know all of them for? Yeah, really. What's he doing anyway? Yeah, I mean, he. By the way, strictly rhythm. He doesn't want to make it cry or uh-uh. sing. So. Hell no. So yeah, I'm gonna go with a follow a dream. It's worked out pretty good for me so far. Yeah, that's a good one. What you? Um, you know, I think forgive and forget. Oh yeah. Yeah, I um, I'm a forgiving person and a forgetting person. If uh. <laughs> <laughs> Forgive somebody and then just smoke it all away. 420, bro. 420, bro. <laughs> um, no, but I, I think uh, one of the things that is majorly wrong right now with the world is that people don't actually apologize for things. Mm, yeah. But if we would apologize for things, I think most people are very forgiving. I think so. I think if, say, Louis C.K. came out and said, you know what I did was real fucking creepy. Yeah. It was stupid of me. I'll put this thing back. I'll put it away. I'll put it back, and I I won't pull it back out. I'm tucking it in right now. And I'm going to give you guys as much time as you need. If you never accept me back, okay. If you do, thank you. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because you can't change the past, mm. but you got you gotta at at least admit you did something wrong, yeah, and say, "Hey, I'm sorry." Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Aww. Yeah. All right, Steve. That's Forgive deep, forget. deep thoughts. Deep thoughts. Mm-hmm. All right, now, Steve, which stop motion character is your kindred spirit? Yeah, we've got Coraline. God, I love Coraline so That's much. That's a good one. Miss Spider. Is that from James and James Giant Peach? James and Giant Peach, I've never yeah. seen that. I don't think I have either. I want to say I've seen some of it. Yeah, it seems familiar. Yeah. Gumby. Ugh. Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is yeah. awesome. Yeah, let, let's just rewind here. Gumby fucking sucks. Gumby's so stupid. That shit would always be on when I was a kid. Yeah. And be like, oh, cool. You know, it's like, you got up early. Time to watch some cartoons. You want to watch some Gumby first? No, like, I'd rather. No. Can I go mow the lawn? It was one of those things I just did not get. I no. hated the color palette. Mm-hmm. I always, man, like as a kid, I always hated stuff that looked old. Yeah. And I still do a lot of the times. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like things that just look like you they're look old. old. Get out of here. Get the fuck on out of here. Mm-hmm. I say it in the mirror all the time. <laughs> Fantastic Mr. Fox. Right. Which I adore. Great movie. Paranorman, which is uh-huh. one of my fucking favorites. I love Paranorman so much. Right. Um, Wallace, Wallace and Gromit. Mm-hmm. Angel, what is that from? Oh, uh, I don't know what that is. I don't either. It's a, a a bearded man. Yeah. Eggs, I think that's in Box Trolls. Uh huh. It is. Box Trolls is cool. Box Trolls is cool. It's really good. That one kind of flew under the radar. Or a robot chicken. Okay. Well, uh, for me, I would say Fantastic Mr. Fox is yeah. my kindred spirit for sure. Foxy. 
I'm gonna go with a paranorman. He's, yeah, he's a cool kid. His hair stands up. Uh, most people don't know it because my hair is long, but whenever my hair is is short, it is straight vertical, like Wayne Static vertical. <laughs> R.I.P. 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 Wayne Static. And also, he loves himself a horror movie. Oh yeah, yeah. So I'm so on board there you with go. Par- Paranorman. You guys are homies. What musical could you watch non-stop? Ben? Okay, I am not a I am not a musical man. I'm not a musical man myself, but they have some musicals on here that yeah, I sure do like. Are, okay, all right, all right. The Lion King. That's one of those ones. I'm not like in it. love with. I like it. Yeah. I just can't wait to be king. Really, is what mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Frozen. Hard pass. You you say let it go. Just let it go, man. Okay. Let it go. Actually, I'm not going to say hard pass on Frozen. I'll just say it's not as fucking good as everybody says it is. It's fine. It's yeah. fine. I love that, that I love that it's not princesses getting res- rescued by a boy. Right. That's awesome. They don't need a boy in this. That's cool. Yeah. I just don't really like it very much. Uh, South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut. Strong, yes. I, I've seen that a million times. A million times. Hairspray. Mm-hmm. I also saw that a million times. I don't think it. It's uh, John Waters. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, rent. Everyone has AIDS. That's it. Uh, <laughs> the Muppets from 2011. That's the um, the newest Jason one. Siegel? Jason Segel, yeah, right? I think so. It's fantastic. Yeah, I fucking love it. Aladdin. Mm-hmm, yeah. A whole new world. Can I just play the Aladdin uh, Super NES or Genesis game instead? Uh, the Genesis game was the best. It was fucking yeah. awesome, wasn't it? Yes, it was. It was really good, man. Yeah, really good game. Moulin Rouge. Okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wear sunscreen. Uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Okay, so I think of these right here. I, I think I am going to have to go with uh, a South Park. Yeah. That, in addition to just being great and funny and good times fun, uh-huh. a lot of the musical arrangements and stuff in that are actually really sick. Yeah. Like, really, really good. Yeah, no, I still listen. To, I, it comes up on my iTunes on random all the time. I'll listen to yeah. Uncle Fucker or oh, yeah. blame, uh, What Would Brian Canada. Boitano Do? Oh, man, yes. Yeah. And even, like, um, the Blame Canada thing where they're all singing the songs over on top of each other and stuff. It's so good, man. It works out so well. Yeah, I I really do love that movie. Um, You know what? For me, out of all these, I'm going to say Hairspray. I watched that movie a million times as a kid. No kidding. Um, Yeah, Hairspray and Cry Baby. I didn't know you were a fan of that that kind of 50s sort of thing. uh, Well, my sister would rent them. She really liked them. Mm -hmm. And um, it it was one of those things where just watching it, I was like, okay, I like this too. Uh, I didn't know it was John Waters. Yeah. I didn't know we were watching John Waters movies as kids and mm-hmm. really getting into them. But uh, later found out that uh, John Waters also has some less uh, peppy fun stuff <laughs> and more eating dog shit stuff. Yeah, a little yeah. bit more of that sometimes. Yeah, but that's also great. <laughs> I love me some John Waters. Anytime I, you can see an interview with John Waters, check it out. It's always a good time. He's awesome. All right, Steve, where could you see yourself settling down? Okay. We got some uh, some fictional locations here. Is it a Twin Peaks? Hmm. I've never watched any Twin Peaks. You haven't? N- none. Give it a shot. Uh, I know a lot of people are fucking loving it. Yeah. Springfield. Oof. I don't know if I'd want to live in Springfield. <laughs> I do love The Simpsons, but that's why I wouldn't want to live there. Yeah, That really... place seems uh, chaotic. Cloud City. Oh. All right. It's from a Star War. Uh-huh. 
Eerie Indiana. Oh man, I used to love that show. I never watched that. Oh, it's check it out. I mean, you yeah. guys are watching Goosebumps. Just started watching Eerie that Goosebumps. Indiana. Is is right up that alley. All right. Yeah. Kind of young adult. Uh huh. Spooky fiction. Mm hmm. A Hogsmeade. Okay. I mean, we're post uh, post Voldemort era, so I it's hope probably so. a, a pretty nice place to be. Except every once in a while, you get a bunch of Hogwarts students well, showing up, and it's got all gentrified and stuff. Like oh, it was yeah. cooler before they cleaned it up. Yeah. It was still like a little scuzzy. Yeah. No, they got an Ollivander's wand shop there. Yeah. It's, it's like so touristy. Exactly, man. It's better mm. in the old days. New New York. Uh huh. Emerald City. No, not interested. Uh, yeah, hard pass. Whoville. Also, I mean, Roast Beast looks good, but other than that, what do they do? Do they just sing all the time? I don't understand, man. Or the Shoyer. The Shoyer. Or the Shoyer. Then I'm hoping this is post, because the Shire guy, <laughs> real kinda, demolished yeah, in the books. Yeah. Yeah. So that, yeah. Um, This one's a tough one, then. I'm going to say, I guess, then... Eerie, Indiana. Yeah? Yeah. You like it a little spoopy over there, Yeah. Huh? It's a good choice, man. I've got to chill in Hogsmeade. All right. Let's be honest. I've got to go to there. I want to go to there. Yeah. I want to experience that wizarding world just as much as, as often as I yeah, can. Yeah, it would be Steve. amazing. But, like, I'm a muggle. So I feel like I just get more and more jealous. <sighs> yeah, probably. Uh, and yeah. you know... That, like, the Slytherins, whenever they would come into town, they'd be like, let's go fuck with old man Spratling. <laughs> Just magicking at me and me being like, you darn kids. It could happen. Yeah. You might be right. All right. So, Ooh. Ben, I got Lydia Dietz. You're a Lydia Dietz? Uh -huh. Really? You're a bit moody and hate the fact that most people don't take you seriously. Uh huh. That is not true. Uh, while you might appear angsty to everyone else, you're actually the most level-headed member of your friend group. <laughs> no. And know what it takes to shut down all the know-it-all haters. All right. <laughs> That's not Swing entirely accurate. Swing, Swing and a miss. <laughs> well, I got Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. Hell yeah. <laughs> I would say that's true. You Meow. Are, you are uh, a sexy beast. Just a Hollywood hottie. Mm -hmm. You might come across as charming and bubbly at first, but deep down, you can't wait to unleash your beautiful claws. You live a double life and love toying with your crush's emotions whenever possible. Uh -huh. You're the cat's meow, quite literally. Yeah. Nobody needs nine lives when yours is already so damn exciting. Can you believe that, like... I mean, okay. Tim Burton created the modern superhero movie. Yes. Before that, we had Superman. Yeah, and yeah. those... Like, if they were still making superhero movies like Superman, no one would go what? see them. No, huh? They're not worth watching. It's just, like, boring, mostly. Uh, a lot of relationship stuff between, mm -hmm. you know, him and uh, Margot Kidder. But, like, the, the action just never hits right. Mm -hmm. It was great back in the day. People were like, oh, my God, I've never seen anything yeah, like flying. this. But then Tim Burton came along and was like, it's comic books. Like stylize it make it interesting yeah like, exactly uh, yeah let it be what it is and let the villain be like a real villain mm -hmm. like somebody who that's like oh my god i get his motivations and they're scary yeah um but can you believe like him coming can you imagine he he says like we're gonna do Catwoman," and they're like okay good good everybody knows that name that's good and he's yeah. like 
and we're gonna put her in like a an S and M bondage suit and have her play it like way over the top. And be sure to hit up McDonald's for those Happy Meals toys of this for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> and that happened. And that happened. Mom, I got a lady in a bondage uh-huh. suit. I got a disgusting uh, <laughs> penguin that eats raw fish with great, gross black teeth. Yeah. And his dad's Pee Wee Herman. And he's like really dark and weird and perverted and gross in the movie. Yeah. Confusing time. It was. A confusing time. But it was great. Way to go, Tim oh, Burton. Oh, yeah. It's fucking awesome. Tim Burton has always had a a very singular style and it's like whether yeah. you whether you love it or you hate it or you think that he's innovative or you think he just is a one-trick pony that keeps right. doing it over and over you, you cannot deny it's pretty cool trick the thumbprint yeah. you can't deny the thumbprint that's true man. you know it's like anytime you see it you know exactly what it is yeah and it is basically the film version of edward gory yeah and his little little comic strips he used to do i would say he's done some stuff that people maybe didn't recognize for how awesome it really is okay yeah mars attacks for instance Mm -hmm. yeah um that that's way different than anything else he's ever done it's got the you know that a weird retro futuristic uh element to it but it's not dark it's set in las vegas it's like always bright and sunny and loud like Mm -hmm. upbeat music playing and stuff uh big fish it oh, yeah. has some of oh, that yeah, darkness right. to it, yeah. but it's a real light, fun movie that's about a, a love relationship that is actually very sad. Very in the poignant. End. Yeah. Yeah, I think that he almost kind of fell victim to the people buying into his hype even more than he did. Yeah. Where it's like, as soon as you saw stuff like Edward Scissorhands and stuff like that, everyone's yeah. like, oh, he's the he's a gothic, fucking weird, right. creepy guy that blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then whenever they see him dabble with elements of comedy yeah whether it be in mars attacks mm-hmm. or in sleepy hollow sleepy hollow for sure i think people just completely miss the point entirely because they're mm-hmm. like he's he's creepy goth guy he's like robert smith making a movie yeah he's not funny man but that's and i they mean don't get it yeah it's all dark humor like everything yeah. he does is is full Which, of dark uh, again, humor goes back to the edward gory stuff yeah which is yes exactly like so many people see something scary and think there can't be much value to it and they, you know and it has to be dark so there's obviously no humor to it yeah they they're missing out for sure on Tim Burton but for the rest of us man yeah. we know we get it and he's made some movies i don't love but yeah that yeah, planet definitely. of the apes movie's not very good no not really yeah. And it seems like this movie, I think, soared over a lot of people's heads whenever it came out. Yeah. I, I remember whenever this came out, and like, pretty much everybody that I talked to that saw it didn't like it. They like, really? Yeah, they hated that it was. I, I, I think I don't even think they registered the humor in it. I yeah. thought they thought it was quote not scary. You know what I mean? Right. And so growing up and everything, everything that I ever knew was that people hated this movie, but. Mm. You know, even before we recorded earlier today on my Instagram page, I put out a thing about Sleepy Hollow, just asking people what they think about the movie. Uh huh. And I was really shocked to see that, like, pretty much unanimously, everybody's like, "I love this movie. It's great." Yeah. yeah. People, I mean, um, we have so much to choose from now that, like, I think a lot of times back in the day, because this was a big movie. This yeah. was a, a about a hundred million dollar budget. Hmm. Um. So expectations are very high. This is before you get a lot of independent films, so it's 
it's gonna be seen anybody yeah. who's gonna go to the movies they got like five choices and this is also coming right on the coattails of a couple of other I guess you could say kind of like new renditions of all the old monster films that yeah. were done extremely well and very dark and very serious. I'm talking about right. like Mary Shelley's Mary Frankenstein, Frankenstein and Bram Stoker's Dracula. Bram Stoker's Dracula yeah. uh, so I think that a lot of people are like, okay, this is next in the revival. Yeah, it'll be a very serious stuff. thing about the Headless Horseman. And it does have that seriousness to it. There, there are stakes for sure, mm-hmm. but it's, 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 dark humor throughout more than it is uh, a movie where you're going to end up fearing the headless horseman. Right. In fact, you don't. By the end, you sympathize with him yeah. somewhat. Steve, I want to I want to crack open awesome. Another Let's do this. beer from the private estate of Mean Dean. <laughs> oh, Roger Dean Miller. Oh my god. We want to thank you again, Mean Dean. He provided us with so many Fantastic beers. We're nearing the end of the collection. I know it's These sad. Maybe the last ones. Yeah, we got to go see him. I've been. Uh, my wife wants to go because she's seen his cocktails. Oh yes, in Nashville. Yeah, she wants to go check them out. Got to go check them out. Yes, indeed. So we've got two here that I've been very excited to consume because these are two that he he hyped yeah. up to us whenever he came into Knoxville and presented these to us here. Now these are from the uh, Lord Hobo. Brewing Company. In Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Yeah. And uh, he hyped these up to us and said that they were amazing. And he said that one of them is like their big seller, the one that everybody always goes for, and it's amazing. But then there's another one that's more of like an off-the-beaten-path that was even even better, that was like even more legit. I can't remember which is which. I can't either, but we're going to find out real soon, I bet. We've got the Glorious and the Boom Sauce. These are uh-huh. both IPAs of some sort. Now, Boom Sauce sounds to me like it would sell well. It's got Probably that it's name. It's got that hype name. Yeah. Yeah. So let's go with that first. Okay. Let's see if that's the hype. The Hollywood choice right here. Let's crack into this Boom Sauce rig and see what it's about. I'm excited to try these because, man, the other ones that he provided us with. They've been so good. Holy shit. They yeah. have been so on the money. He's a man who likes things that are nice. I also like things that yeah. are nice. I would say he's a gentleman and a scholar. I would not disagree yeah. with that. And heck of a beard on that guy. For real. Heck of a beard. This so, thing is looking good. It really does. Oh, my really gosh. Real He's got just good. a slight haze to it. Yeah. It's not, it's not completely clouded over. Yeah. It's got a good sweet smell off of it. Yeah. You got a good sweet smell off of you. Hey. Let's find out about this thing. You you go in head first right there. What do you think about that? smells really good. Oh. Boy. How's that treating you? When it first hits your tongue, you're like, oh, this is real light. But then as it goes back, boy, it gets complicated. Damn. Uh Uh-huh. That is really good. Yeah, something. that is kind of complex. Ooh, like whenever I had the what? first sip, I was like, I've had something like this before. Mm-hmm. And then on the aftertaste, you're like, no, you haven't. Yeah. I can't quite place everything that's going on here. You get the bitter at the back of the tongue. Yeah, definitely. Well, on the front, it's real sweet. There's kind of like a honeyish uh-huh. kind of flavor to it in there. Yeah. That's interesting. What's the EBV on this thing? I want to say it's like six or eight or something. 7.8% oh, wow. India Pale Ale. It's quite smooth. It is. I, I wouldn't have expected it to be that high in alcohol. That's really good. Mm-hmm. 
I could definitely boom sauce consume that many times. For real, wow, that is great, yeah, yeah, wonderful. All Again, right, Roger was so, a good choices. What's the first time you saw this movie? Let me ask you that. What's the um, first time you seen it? I did. I didn't see this one in the theater, um, but I, I did see it on VHS when it came out. I remember renting it in the new releases. Yeah, just seeing it and. Um, just immediately as soon as you see the cover of it that that great shot that dark sort of shot of of johnny depp and christina ricci and it's got mm. like the moon in the background yeah, yeah. it's headless horseman and the the great font they used which actually was used on uh uh an edition of the book of, oh no of, shit yeah that's cool i didn't they know came that out in the 70s Huh. Um, they they sort of jazzed it up for the the picture, but it is just such a, a an iconic sort of look, and you know it's Tim Burton, mm-hmm. so I'm like, well, I'm I'm assuming this is gonna be good. Yeah, uh, I remember sitting down to watch it all by my lonesome. Oh, well, that's fine. I've watched tons of movies by myself. <laughs> uh, sitting down to watch it all by myself and just being like blown away immediately by how funny. Like okay, so you gets, got it right away. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, like I always like I always knew Beetlejuice was funny. Yeah. Uh, Edward Scissorhands is funny. Like there's a yeah. ton of humor in that. Mm-hmm. Um, and Mars Attacks, which like I I've seen so many times mm-hmm. and it never gets old to me. It's just so funny. Um, I knew that everything he does has a tinge of humor, but it, it this movie. Aside from the very opening where we're, it's pretty much humorless, mm-hmm. uh, just a guy in a, a carriage getting decapitated. Yeah. Uh, and in fact, uh, this is interesting. No dialogue for four minutes in the, this movie. Huh. Yeah. I guess not. Yeah. They start in the middle of the action. They drop you in the middle of a mystery. Yeah. It's a perfect opening. Interesting. I haven't thought about that. But by the time Johnny Depp is talking to uh, his superior mm-hmm. officer in the jail, yeah. it's already starting to get funny where it's just like, you know, we're establishing the character, but also we're seeing the way that these cops just don't give a shit about yeah, totally. anybody. Yeah. Um, it's already a ridiculous atmosphere. And then it gets even weirder as he's, you know, standing in front of the magistrate. Yeah, yeah. Et cetera. Saruman. And then by the time he's in Sleepy Hollow, it's it's goofy. Yeah. Like, he gets real goofy by the time they uh, find that body in the woods, and he goes, you know, he's doing, like, the, the galloping, like, the horse oh, and yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. And when he sees it, he's His he stride just, like, was enormous. Away, like, yeah. A chemical reaction. A chemical reaction. <laughs> That's oh, the yeah. best. I wrote down so many great lines from this. Just so many funny, like, really... Either dark or just deadpan jokes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So from the first time you saw this, you were on board. Yeah, I was on board with it. I knew immediately, like, this is great. This is an awesome movie. So That's cool. I've been watching this one for a long time. My, my wife loves it. She saw it in the theater, and she wanted me to tell uh, <laughs> tell the story. I, tell I don't the tale. Know, I don't know the full story, but she said that she was the only one laughing in the theater. Okay, yeah. So I've like, had that experience many times. She, yeah, so she's just in a... a theater full of people watching this movie and nobody's getting that it's it's funny yeah yeah i think the first time that i saw this um it was not in the theater yeah i think it would have been around around the year 2000 in the year 
2000. <laughs> Actually, you know, I think it was probably later than that, now that I'm thinking about it. Because my parents got divorced and I was like 17 or 18. Which yeah. would have put this around 2001, 2002. Okay. Because now that I'm thinking about when I watched this movie the first time, it's all coming back to me now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because my... As anybody who's listening to the show knows, like I grew up super conservative, so I wasn't allowed to watch any like scary yeah. movies or anything like that. But after my parents got divorced, my dad moved out. My mom went on this trip to Vegas. Oh, shit. Where she really just let her hair down. She got her groove back. Met my stepdad and ended up getting married like right so away. So she did. She, she got her back. groove back. She actually back. did. Yeah. yeah. All she right. She got her groove back right there. And uh, so while she was gone... My brother and I, my older brother and I, watched a couple of movies that we definitely would not have been permitted to watch. Ooh. Was Mother around? Oh. And this one night, we watched... This is the first time I watched this movie and the first time I ever watched Fight Club. Oh, shit. I also think I drank two <gasps> Mike's Hard Lemonades that night. Damn. Dude, I was fucked up. Not really. Crazy. Yeah. So I watched Fight Club in this on, on the same night, if I recall. Huh. And my brother had kind of hyped this movie up to me. I was like, yeah, man, it's fucking scary. Just people getting their, their heads cut off. There, blood there are just that. going everywhere. Cool. Yeah, there's a lot of blood. There's a, a witch <gasps> and stuff and things. Oh, no. Yeah, so I think I went into it expecting this movie to be like, you know, like evil, like imagine a Sleepy Hollow was fucking metal, <laughs> you know? And I remember kind of being disappointed and like maybe confused about it the first time that I watched it. Because, it, again, it's like what I was saying earlier, the expectation mm -hmm. really messed with what I experienced. Yeah. You know? So I think for a while I was like, yeah, it was just kind of weird. Like the tone, because here's the thing about it. The tone of this movie is odd. It is. It is a very particular thing where it's like, yeah, it's dark and it's early American Gothic and stuff, but it's also darkly funny. Yes. At, at that point in my life, like, I, I had seen Edward Scissorhands, but it's like that's not even really the same tone as this. No, it's, it's not at all. That's yeah, you know. So I think I just had nothing to compare this to, so I didn't know if I liked it or not. It would probably be years later, probably after, after seeing it again. I would say probably four or five years afterwards. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, okay, I get it. It's supposed to be this way. It's supposed <laughs> to like make me kind of awkwardly laugh at some parts. Yeah. While also being brutal and, again, kind of gothically tinged. Here's the thing that is perfect about that. Yeah. It perfectly reflects American horror literature of the time. Okay. It perfectly reflects the humor of Washington Irving. In, now, in the Legend of Sleeping Hollow. Now, like, hang on, Steve. If you ain't got no fucking college degree back in this bullshit up, I don't even want to hear it. Well, I, I I do. You got yourself one of them college degrees? I got two of them. I actually got three of them. What? Yeah. You one of them one percenters. I'm a one per yep. I'm a one percenter <laughs> who grew up in a trailer. <laughs> or living in other people's houses. Sick. Yeah, well, that's how we saved all our one percenter money. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you watch the sense, the dollars take care of themselves. That's true. Well, I now, now that I know you've got school and money <laughs> back in this. Now I'm listening. I focused on 19th century American literature in my undergraduate work, and also took a number of courses in graduate work because I really love 19th century American lit, uh, specifically horror lit. Mm -hmm. Um. 
Washington Irving didn't do a ton of horror. Okay. But he did this, which um, is more of a satire and not really a horror. The The short story is more like, um, uh, if you've seen the Disney. Yes, of course. Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. The Disney Legend of Sleepy Hollow is, uh, aside from the songs, pretty accurate. In fact, they, they just quote a lot of the short story throughout as the narration. Okay, run on. And it's pretty accurate of the story. The story is that this guy from Connecticut moves to Sleepy Hollow to be the school teacher. Okay. He uh, talks to the ladies a lot, and he likes ghost stories, mm-hmm. and um, he basically gets on the wrong side of Brom Bones, mm-hmm. who is in, in this movie as well. And Brom is a prankster, and they tell him all about the Headless Horseman, and then Brom, one night when they're leaving a party, pretends to be the Headless Horseman, and... He gets punked. Yeah, he gets punked, and he leave, he moves uh, back to New York City. Go back to Yankeeville, yeah. Yankee. So, um, but like a lot of those early American horror writers like uh, Nathaniel Hawthorne, Edgar Allan Poe, uh, Melville even wrote some gothic horror. Okay. There, it's all humor. Like okay. it's all like there are Poe short stories that there's no humor to. And there are some Hawthorne short stories that there's no humor to. But if you read, uh, house of the seven Gables, which is a Hawthorne story that I think is similar in some ways to sleepy hollow, right. the, the movie, the way the movie plays out. Uh, it's hilarious. Like, there's an entire chapter where the narrator basically is mocking a, a corpse. He's just making <laughs> fun of a metal. dead guy. It's great. It's pretty metal. It sounds like a King Diamond song or yeah. something. Yeah. <laughs> now, but, let, me, let me ask you, too. Is the humor in these in these books that you're talking about, is the humor in that it's like, oh, this, this poor sod is being scared by the supernatural. How ridiculous. This is non-existent. Yeah, well, yeah. A Fuzzbead! Lot. <laughs> Fuzzbead! Bring the ledger! Dictate Where's this! Where's the supernatural ledger? <laughs> How many ghosts have we this week? Um, yeah, like the, a lot of the satire... Yeah. A lot of the satire is the idea that he believes in these things. Um, okay. And that's... I mean, that's the era. The, like, this isn't so many a highly people religious think, time. Exactly. Yeah, so many yeah. people think the further back you go, the more religious people are. It's not true. It's kind of We've gone. had several religious revivals in between. Sure. The 1820s, whenever uh, this short story came out, 1819, um, this was sh- just a time where everybody was still into the deist phase or mm-hmm. even completely... The clockmaker god. Disinterested in God entirely. Yeah, this is also when, you know, uh, Industrial Revolution and science and things. Yeah, science, was, that's people, science and reason were more important. And you see that actually in the literature of the time, not just in America, because we get like Frankenstein. Sure. The which, horrors of science. Yeah, exactly. And it, it, it is, uh, you know... In the way that this movie is sort of like on the cutting edge of science, so was Frankenstein. It was dealing with like galvanism and how you can make muscles uh, react to electricity and stuff. So like they were, these were people who were not only into science, but they were like up on their science. They were very interested in all the newest stuff. So uh, hypnotism was a big thing in early American horror lit in the early 19th century. Sure. It, all these great, interesting ideas that hadn't been suffocated by the idiocy and darkness that is religion mm-hmm. were being 
really played with by some really fun and interesting writers. Yeah. Um, and then religion came along and kind of squashed all that. <laughs> Get down there. Yeah. But we, I do want to just say some stuff about Washington Irving. Because Please do. I know nothing of this Exactly. Guy. Nobody, nobody in general is going to know much about him. Uh, but you really should. So Washington Irving um, is known for a few things. He's known for Salma Gundy, which Salma was... Salma Gundy. I know this name. Do what you? is this? Okay. It was uh, a magazine that he started with a brother and a friend that was basically a mad magazine of the early 19th no century. Kidding. Where they were making fun of New Yorkers. It was satire. Uh, like New Yorkers making fun of themselves originates in Salmagundi. Huh, okay. Yeah. He also in Salmagundi popularized calling New York Gotham. No shit. Yep. So we wouldn't have Gotham in well, Batman says thanks, y'all. Exactly. He wrote a biography of Christopher Columbus that established the lie that Europeans thought the earth was flat. No shit. Yep. The the thing that's still taught in schools today. Yeah. Yeah, that absolute bullshit. He made that up. Was it to like make fun of Europeans? No. No. He uh he really he didn't have much accurate information on Columbus. Yeah. He went to Spain to get his information, but they just sort of uh they thought of him so highly that they were telling tall tales. And so his biography of Christopher Columbus is just full of bullshit, but so much of but it is stuck. still taught. Yeah. That's uh-huh. fucking stupid. Um, he also published a biography of Muhammad in 1849. Oh, my. Yeah. I bet that was uh, oh, he vent- mildly he, he, controversial. I don't know. Yeah, he, he thought highly of him. So, okay. Yeah. Right. And, but that, again... Mildly controversial, maybe in some areas, because even in 1849, the religious fervor hadn't moved well beyond uh, parts of New York and stuff. Right. But even then, the religious fervor, a lot of that was interest in other religions. So, um, aside from just Mormons and Shakers and Millenarians and things like that, that were all over the place uh, religiously... People were interested in Muhammad and and Buddhism. I mean, Thoreau read the Bhagavad Gita, and that that was kind of what led him to his philosophy of, you know, turn you being detached damn from the world. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah, this was a time where even when religion started being uh, a thing again, people were open. They weren't like these closed off idiots who were trying to push science and things out they yeah. were trying to accept it and then make the faith make sense huh yeah interesting but he also wrote rip van winkle in case you okay didn't know he I, wrote that. I didn't know that either yep. wrote rip van winkle a prolific dude yeah he uh he was really pumping out the hits pumping out the hits and he was a big inspiration for um uh poe and hawthorne and a lot of other writers of the time he also uh, spent a lot of time in Europe, so became a bit of a, a draw for his uh, knowledge of Europe, because not every American could get back to Europe in those no, days. Uh-uh. Yeah, they lived through him. Yeah, so that's pretty. Irving's cool. real interesting. 
Interesting. And if that you skip cool forward, hi, welcome back. <laughs> now that is cool to know that stuff though, because I just don't know that much about this this era of literature. Yeah, it's it's real worth looking into. I mean, people assume it's gonna be dry and uninteresting. It's not. How is the original story? Is it good? It's good. Yeah. yeah. Um and you gotta like his writing style might not be for everyone. I think it's real easy to read. But he's definitely got some uh, patriarchal ideas that Very maybe of the time. That maybe is satire. I didn't read it okay. too closely. I just reread it for this. Okay. Maybe he was being satirical, but maybe not. I I don't think so. <laughs> How many differences are there from the book to this movie specifically? Like, is there oh, stuff um, about the horseman that's different? A and ton. I, and let me ask you another question on top of that. Was the Headless Horseman an American folk myth? No, but it did exist in Europe, which so is there, where okay. he got it. He he huh. he sort of picked it up, and uh, in Irish folklore, there's Headless Horseman, and British folklore, German folklore. No shit. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So he he sort of picked those stories up, and also I forgot to point out this was, uh, I mean, he he wrote this 14 years after. The Brothers Grimm released their first edition of Fairy Tale. Mm-hmm. So this was a, a time where like the idea of gathering up these folk tales yeah, was yeah. interesting. And so this the Legend of Sleepy Hollow is a gathering of a folk tale. Like um he Ichabod is getting his information from the Dutch community of Terrytown and, and Sleepy Hollow. Hmm. That's so, pretty cool. Yeah. It's kinda what happened when you had Europeans. Mm-hmm immigrating to america and bringing their folktales yeah. with them exactly the demons following them across the sea oh no <laughs> that's pretty cool okay so differences like what about the origins okay. of the headless horseman in this movie he is addressed as pretty, pretty the much, hessian yeah pretty much the same that he's a hessian mercenary etc okay. in the short story he loses his head by cannonball okay. hitting him well, in this he gets decapitated by his own sword um, what are the forces that return him to life in the book? Is it ever addressed? No, it's never addressed in the book. In fact, he doesn't return to life in the book. It's a prank. Plot hole. Okay. It's a prank, bro. All right. In this, uh, in the in the short story, he's just a, a school teacher. In this, you know, he's he's a cop. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the short story, he's from Connecticut. In this, he's from New York City. Okay. Those aren't Some minor big, differences. Those aren't big differences. The the things that the short story contain that are definitely like important to the story are Ichabod Crane the Headless Horseman but also Baltus Van Tassel and Katrina Van Tassel okay and like their relationship that that is all set up in the short story and Brom Bones being a prankster and general asshole Mm -hmm. that's all set up and then also his horse is named Gunpowder in the short story and in the movie but the movie uh, I mean, you, you couldn't turn that short story into a movie that would be interesting, I don't think. Or long enough to be a movie. Yeah, because it's just like a 30-page short story. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So the original is that short? Yeah, it's real short. Yeah. Oh, dang. So perfect for an animated short. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. it works really good for that, that Disney animated thing. But... I loved the original when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's great. The songs are awesome. Yeah. It's real fun. Yeah, and I just... I, I thought that the... Just the imagery of the headless horseman itself was just so fucking metal yeah. as a kid, you know. It is really cool. So I remember especially seeing, whenever I did see this first time, even though I misunderstood it, 
just enjoying seeing it's like wow that's like the headless horseman like i always wanted him to be yeah. as a kid like fucking badass yeah yeah i like it i like uh i like all the changes that were made like i, I wouldn't say that the uh that the story is superior to the movie i think the movie the book was better dude i hate that i mean yeah <laughs> sometimes uh sometimes it's it's true that the adaptation of the book is just worthless yeah yeah but most of the times what they're trying to do is make it a viewable movie sure <laughs> yeah. and to do that you gotta sort of break it into different uh parts than a, than a book does and you gotta eliminate some characters tom bombadil for instance okay yeah maybe you get rid of him and you make a superior product maybe you do mm-hmm. sometimes you do that mm-hmm. how's it different from the show sleepy hollow which i know oh about. man what uh, is that like i was i was googling you know images of the sleepy yeah. hollow movie poster today and it was like show yeah on the air right now and i'm like what the fuck is this? i really wanted it to be good because i loved the movie and and i loved the animated thing going up and yeah. i i was when it came out i was in college and i uh, been taking an early American lit class and really got into Washington Irving and I was like man this is gonna be great um and first few episodes I was like it still could be um but it it really never it never took off for me mm. it was always just kind of like some reason uh Ichabod Crane is in the X-Files basically okay <laughs> like, yeah. all right and that sounds interesting it's but they never played it strange occurrences well. yeah on. exactly but it does have a special place in my heart because uh watching Sleepy Hollow the first episode was also the the time around when my wife and I decided to stop being Mormon yeah and I decided I'd like to drink bourbon boom so I bought a bottle of Buffalo Trace. Yeah. And I like I before when I was a drinker as a teenager, I didn't enjoy liquor. Yeah, yeah. It was just a thing like to get drunk, you drank it. Sure. But I was like, I'm a grown ass man. I want a drink. I'm gonna buy me some bourbon. God damn it. And and I'm gonna see how I feel about it. And you were like, it got good to me. It got real good to me. As it got good to me, <laughs> Sleepy Hollow got bad to me. And I was like, I'm done with this. <laughs> it woke you up. Mm-hmm. Damn. That's awesome, great. man. So it must be noted that the production of this movie was was quite an ordeal. It went through many changes from its original yeah. script and so on, right? Yeah, it did. It was original the original idea was basically to make a low budget slasher adaptation. Okay. Which I'm sounds, on deck with sounds that. Sounds great. Sure, yeah. yeah. Let's do that. Um, what are you doing this weekend? We should do it. <laughs> Let's make that. All right. Uh Kevin Yager or Jaeger, not sure how that's pronounced, but he he had the idea. He did makeup on some movies you may have heard of. Tell me some of them. I've seen some movies. Uh, Friday the 13th, the final chapter. I've seen that movie. That's a so good movie. So he worked with Tom Savini. Sick. Nightmare on Elm Street, two through four. I've seen all those. They're sick. Child's Play. Seen it. Sick. Uh-huh. He also moved into directing. This is what uh, made him want to do that by directing episodes of Tales from the Crypt. Okay. And then he also directed and then had his name taken off of Hellraiser Bloodline. Ooh, really? Is that the uh, That's the one with Winona Ryder, isn't it? Winona Ryder. I don't remember her being in a Hellraiser movie. 
I watched all those like in a row though, so I, I don't remember. It, I think she's in it. Is that, isn't Bloodline the one that starts with the real cool like pu- the the it's history the of the puzzle box stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, but it's not a good movie. No. Well, well it, it's better than three and the ones after it. That's true. He had his name taken off because uh, he didn't have control of the edit, and he said that the movie didn't make any sense, which is exactly yeah. how most people feel about yeah, it. Yeah, It doesn't make any sense. So. Interesting. So he he had a a large stake in that one. Yeah. I didn't know that. Very cool. He um, went to his agent with his idea of making this uh, Sleepy Hollow slasher. His agent hooked him up with Andrew Kevin Walker, who wrote a a screenplay for Seven. He is credited for Mm. Seven, but his screenplay was not entirely used. I love Seven. Yeah, it's great. He also wrote Eight Millimeter, the Nick Cage. I never Cage saw movie. that. It's like the snuff film movie, yeah. right? Was it, it wasn't good. It wasn't great. Okay. Uh, but he he worked mostly as a script doctor before this. He he uh, works. Yeah, he worked on Event Horizon, which he we worked, love. A lot yeah. of people fucking hate that movie. Yeah, I love that movie. He worked on The Game with Michael Douglas. Okay. Yeah, it's a good one. Also did a rewrite of Fight Club. No shit. Mm-hmm. Which I saw again the first exactly. time. What's this? Connections. And, and Stir of Echoes. Now, I, I just wrote down the stuff he did leading up to this movie. He's done a bunch of other stuff. Okay. So, these, wow. these two guys get together and write this script. And then Paramount is like, hey, we could get Tim Burton to direct it. And so, Kevin Yager moves to the makeup department instead of directing and they hmm. bring in Tim Burton. So interesting. So he could have ended up directing this whole shebang. That's true. He could have, huh. but Paramount, uh, obviously, after Hellraiser Bloodline failed, they didn't have much confidence yeah. in him. But he did the makeup on this, and almost all the effects on this are practical. So yeah. he really kicked ass. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. man, yeah, this is uh, again kind of in that area of time where. A lot of those 90s movies started fucking with CGI yeah. and it just looked like horror. This has shit. a couple of CGI uh, moments. And yeah. I watched like a making of thing. And yeah. It's like it's not it's not a ton. Like No. It's, it's usually pretty obvious stuff like when the horse jumps out of the tree. Yeah. And when that, the horseman's head. like good. It does. And when the horseman's head regenerates. Sure. Yeah. It doesn't look great, but it hasn't aged poorly. It looks the same as it did then. When I look at it now, I still think like they it looks silly. Yeah. It doesn't it doesn't look bad, it looks silly. And I even think that that's intentional. And, yeah, and it we'll, could be. We'll come back to that when yeah. we talk about the influences of yeah. this of this movie. But yeah, you're right. It's like there's not a ton of CGI in this. Mm-hmm. And so as a result of that, it looks really good. Like in that that making up thing I watched, it even showed how like all the scenes where a body gets decapitated and you get that like yeah. the head like spinning, spinning on the neck, yeah. which is Vernon really cool. Dursley. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It was old Vernon. And the bodies collapsing and stuff. Like yeah. those are all that's all real. Like they made robot bodies uh-huh. with these spinning robot heads. So and stuff. cool. And it looks it looks dope. Yeah, you can tell it cost a hundred million dollars. Yeah, definitely yeah. so. The only, like there's some other production notes, but we really should talk about the casting of this. Yeah, because it's fucking stacked. It is stacked, 100. Uh, percent Johnny Depp was Burton's first choice. He'd already worked with Johnny Depp. He loves working with the same people, yeah. obviously. Um, his first choice, but Paramount made him see other people before oh, he no made his kidding. final choice, and 
Here's some of the I other. Can't, people. I, I'm interested because I cannot imagine anybody but Johnny Depp playing this. Here's part. some of the other people he saw: Brad Pitt. Oh God. Liam no. Neeson. <laughs> and this one blows my mind: Daniel Day Lewis. No shit. Dan, can you imagine Daniel Day Lewis playing? Like none of. The, I don't know if he could convey the humor. I mean, I, g- I guarantee he would dark do humor. Oh elements, sure, but and Daniel not Day the Lewis is a goddamn titan. He could do whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't know if he could do it as because I couldn't imagine it. Donnie Depp said that he he patterned his a lot of his acting after Angela Lansbury in a movie she was in. Like he was no playing kidding. it as an older woman. Like interesting and so that's why you see him react a lot like when he jumps up on a chair yeah, away from yeah. a spider and stuff like he decided to do a real weird thing that's cool and that that plays into an idea that i have about one of the the dynamics this movie oh, too. Okay. so that's actually pretty interesting cool. um but i mean the rest of the cast i i wrote down here Great cast of Burton regulars, horror film alums, Sith Lords, future Harry Potter cast, and a pedophile. <laughs> That's absolutely correct. Yeah. Absolutely correct, man. Lots so, of wizards and uh, a diddler in this Yeah. Thing. So oh, we, Jeffrey Jones, you're a fucking asshole, yep, you piece of shit. He truly is. Um, Some of the Burton regulars, Jeffrey Jones, obviously, had yeah. been in Beetlejuice, etc. Fuck you. Christopher Walken was in Batman Returns. Lisa Marie, who was uh, uh Tim Burton's... Girlfriend at the time. Wait, is Lisa Marie in this? Uh huh. Yeah. Who's she? She's his mother in the dreams. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my she's god. She's so pretty in it. Yeah, she's they gorgeous. They picture perfectly. Like, she just plays that, like, like wildly animated, interesting, yeah. but, like, just pretty. Oh my god. Yep. I never knew that that was her. I just always remember seeing her being like, who is that pretty lady? Yeah. She had been in Edward and Mars Attacks. And then wow. Michael Goff. That's uh-huh. Alfred. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh Martin Landau, who gets killed in the opening. Mm-hmm. Uh played uh Edward in which he won an Academy Award, a Screen Actors Guild Award, and a Golden Globe for Jesus. playing um It's awesome that he's in this Bella just Gussie. to fucking get yeah. decapitated. Um, then we also have Emperor Palpatine and Count Dooku. That's right. And guess what? They shot this on the same soundstage where they shot Phantom Menace, which had just finished filming right before they started filming. No So Ian McDermott and Christopher Lee were just going to the same place that they had. Just another day at the office. Another day at the office. Holy shit. And of course, Christopher Lee has a long-standing name in, in horror. Yeah. Playing Dracula yes. and Chris, so on. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're talking about horror alums. Christopher Lee, he's Dracula. I mean, a lot of people don't know those Dracula films that well. If you're not if you're not British, a lot of those Hammer films probably haven't uh, crossed your radar. Sure, yeah. And also, like, some of it, he played Dracula in, like, some Spanish-language films yeah. and stuff, too. Yeah. He did a whole bunch of Dracula. Yeah. Um, we got Michael Gambon. The uh-huh. second double door. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Richard Griffiths, Vernon Dursley. Vernon Dursley. And Miranda Richardson, Rita Skeeter. Rita Skeeter, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um She's great, by the way. She really is. She she does a really good she plays uh two roles in this. She plays the uh-huh. uh, twin sister Lady and Mary and then uh the, the sister, the the witch in the cave. Yeah. Um this is st- like it's insane to yeah. think that all of these people are 
act like other than Christopher Lee, all these people have pretty big roles in the movie. Christopher oh, Lee yeah. is just in a short scene. But everybody else has a big role to play in the movie. And I don't know if you, you skipped this somewhere there. Darth Maul is the headless horseman. Oh right, yeah. Darth Maul is, plays the head the guy who played Darth Maul plays the headless horseman. Yeah. Which yeah. I did not know until I watched the special feature thing. I didn't so recognize cool. his name, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, after I saw that, I was like, holy shit, that is really cool. Yeah. Um, this uh, this movie, like, it is just titans coming together. Two others that I have to name yeah. in the production. Uh, Rick Heinrichs was the production designer. Mm-hmm. Um, you may know him before this from The Big Lebowski and Fargo. Production design those. on The Big Lebowski. Can you imagine? Like, it's it is amazing. Those dream sequences and shit. It's so good. Um, he's he's done so much stuff, but most most recently he's done uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier, which I think is one Damn. of the best Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. And you might not like the movie, but you can't deny the production design's amazing. The Last Jedi. Okay. Yeah. 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 The production design is and that is fantastic. Um, he won he won uh an academy award for this movie for art direction wow yeah also cinematographer emmanuel lubeski he's uh alfonso Curran's go-to guy uh alejandro gonzalez inarito oh uh you may have heard of some of the movies they've made um, have I? Birdman. Have you ever heard of that that's one? that's a fantastic fucking um, movie he also has worked with terrence malick a good bit Wow. Um, People who like good-looking movies get these guys to work for them. Exactly. So this movie is stacked. Damn. It is ridiculous how many great people worked on this movie. So, and that's not to even forget that Christina fucking Ricci's in this. Uh Uh-huh. Wednesday Addams. Shit, yeah. Yeah. She's awesome. She is great. Love Christina Ricci. It's no surprise that the movie came out looking as fucking goddamn good as it does. Yeah. I mean, whether you you love this movie or you really just hate it with every fiber of your being, there is no denying it is a fantastic looking Uh, movie. It has a very clear look to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, Definitely. A very clearly envisioned uh, aesthetic to it. That whole, like, desaturated, very drab, very gray and brown. Yeah. You know, kind of thing. It, it's yeah, kind of like what we said about Trick or Treat last week, where it's like you could take any frame of this and it just looks like Halloween. Yep. This movie looks so perfectly late October, early yeah. November. Well, and yeah, like that. I was going to mention that when he shows up to the party, there are all those jack-o'-lanterns, which yeah. indicates that it's a, it's around Halloween. Yeah, definitely. So it's a perfect Halloween movie. You got to watch it in October. Yeah, and we we always do, man. Yeah. This is one of those ones we usually save to like a little later in the month. Yeah. Because it's just so perfectly dang Halloween-ish. But it's wonderful. The look of the movie is insane. The sets are absolutely beautiful. Mm -hmm. All filmed on a soundstage. All of it. All the woods and stuff. That's the crazy part is like when you see those those shots that are Mm -hmm. in the woods. Soundstage. Yeah, I just assumed for the longest time it's like okay, this must have been filmed outdoors. Yeah. It's very convincing looking. There are some some very limited outdoor shots. The carriage ride to sleepy hollow okay yeah but yeah when, when they're in the woods like in those last scenes and when they're having the chase scenes and stuff that's all on a sound stage so great it's amazing yeah. and, and the big the big windmill at the end of the movie uh-huh that's very much i think an homage to the original frankenstein picture and yeah. stuff like that that windmill looks like tim burton designed a windmill it's just <laughs> it got does. his aesthetic to it you it's know? exactly it. yeah 
and also too, I gotta say the the work it, that they put into the costuming and stuff in the movie is it's insane. So, it too. looks so great. Like, yeah. I mean, I don't know how accurate it is to the period. I assume it is, but it, it is a consistent look. Yeah, and every yeah, everyone looks so great. Looks like their character basically. Oh yeah, and I assume you know as far as some of the accuracy and stuff goes. I, I don't know much about it. I can't really say I assume it's accurate. But I even like that, like in those scenes where we see like Vernon Dursley like taking his wig off. Yeah. Like it looks kind of shitty. Like the wig yeah. looks like damn beaver well, they fur did. or something. Yeah, you know? some some people had real shitty wigs back Yeah, then. exactly. Or like, even it, the best wigs didn't look great. No, huh? So I like that the, the fact that they don't hide that stuff from uh-huh. us, you know? Danny Elfman's soundtrack is definitely something you also got to talk about this because it's... I don't know. It's interesting because it's so perfectly Danny Elfman, but uh-huh. it's also kind of understated it in is. a lot of ways. It doesn't. Um, I think the biggest swell is probably during the final fight scene. Sure. But mostly it's it's just kind of in the background yeah. there. You you hear it plugging along. It keeps you in the, the mood, but it never does get overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah, yeah because Danny Elfman's stuff, it has such a distinct, you know, again, just like Tim Burton, mm-hmm. it has such a distinct thing going for it that it can be easy for stuff to turn into. Right. You know, when I think of Danny Elfman, I think of like that weird circus music. It's like that's Danny Elfman music. Right. You know what I mean? And he does that a lot. Uh huh. And it's always fucking sick. And you always go, oh, cool. It sounds like Danny Elfman. Uh-huh. That's always cool. Yeah. Not knocking it at all. But that wouldn't have worked in this movie. No. Like, for this movie to have that circus music kind of thing would not have made any sense. And so I really dig that it shows his range, I think, as a composer, that right. even though this is dark and even though it's kind of nutty, mm-hmm. he still knows, okay, if I made it go, boom, chim, boom, chim, boom, chim, yeah. boom, chim, it, it wouldn't it wouldn't work. It would just sound like me shitting all over this movie. <laughs> and I think it's impressive to see that he knew to, yeah. to reel it back a little bit. It sets a good tone. For I have sure. no complaints about the soundtrack no. in this movie at all. And I want to talk about the, the influences that went into this oh, movie. Yeah. Because like you were saying a second ago, those hammer horror films, right. Definitely played a gigantic role yeah. in influencing this. And I think that Tim Burton I'm sure given his age and stuff, probably grew up watching a lot of those movies. That was yeah. probably his idea of horror movies when he was a kid. They were definitely, he named, he named them and black Sunday as the, as the biggest influences. Oh, Bava. So, yeah. Some Italiano influence. In he here. was going for, and, and he was going for that sound stagey feel and vibe yeah. because that's the hammer films were all sort of sound stagey. Yeah, exactly. He, he liked that feel and wanted to bring it into a modern, uh, context. Yep, exactly. And, and it did makes it great. sense. It makes sense too when you were talking earlier about like how some of the special effects haven't really aged that well. Yeah. Well, those movies back then were taking advantage of you know quote unquote cutting edge. Yeah. Special effects that also aged looked like pretty shit. bad. Yeah. yeah. And you look back at it and you're like, wow, like they thought this looked really cool back uh-huh. then. So I almost think some of those really gratuitous special effects shots in this movie. In particular, the horseman growing his head back yeah. and the, the witch jumping out and having yeah. the snakes come the out of her eyes. The snakes coming yeah. out of her eyes. Yeah, that was weird. I think that those are in particular things that he did on purpose to show, like, 
if a Hammer director was making a movie right now with everything we have This available. is what it would do. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And another trademark of that, too, is definitely the blood, which the blood in this movie, I almost feel like they, they make a point to show you at the first of the movie, uh, whenever you've got that like kind of montage of the guy like dripping the wax onto the envelope uh-huh. and sealing it. Like that red wax that drips onto the envelope looks exactly like the blood in the yes. rest of the movie. The blood, it's yeah, it it, it has a it has a an unreal quality to it, yeah. which is uh, giallo and hammer exactly. And, and, yeah, and bava, like it's it's that tomato soup. Yeah, looking fucking. I mean, it's it's beyond tomato soup. It's fucking neon. But it plays like its redness and consistency plays well on the background of the the dark blacks and grays and and whites oh yeah well and apparently too in real life it, it would have looked even more fucking weird and surreal because yeah. because they knew the color palette of this movie was going to be shot with that kind of grayish filter over everything yeah they had to use probably brighter blood yeah it was like skin. orange yeah like fucking orange blood but then after all the filtering and stuff was done it uh-huh. turned out still being like neon red tossed hudson on it yeah yeah mm-hmm. But, you know, it, it's it's cool because, again, that's a stylistic choice that was made to make this feel like a certain thing that he was going for. I remember yeah. seeing this, again, the first time and just being, like, completely unaware of all the this film history stuff and unaware of the Italian stuff and the mm-hmm. Hammer movies and all that. Yeah. And just thinking, man, that blood doesn't look real. <laughs> like, that looks fake. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's what you kind of focus on when you so don't know. much of it you can't ignore it yeah. yeah definitely let's pop open this this glorious here yeah let's see from if lord this hobo glorious is better than the boom sauce i'm curious to find out that boom sauce was really I good. Was good that was a tasty a tasty scenario so i look forward to seeing it like i said he said one of these was overhyped and the other one was amazing so i'm looking forward to seeing which was which here well, that, that is an interesting color already. It looks like pineapple juice. Yeah, it's very thin and very like yellow, whereas that boom sauce was much more kind of golden, yeah. wasn't it? Let's find out about this right here. Developing a pretty frothy head on top. Mm-hmm. What's that smell like? Ooh, buddy. Thinking that's going to treat us right? Yeah, I am. Sm- yeah. The smell is light, for sure. It smells lighter. If I recall, I think this one's a, a lower ABV. I want to say it's only like six. As I poured that last bit in, I noticed lots of chunks and particles of things floating around in this. What? Did that just make your big toe shoot up in your boot? A little bit. Six and a half percent is what this I did is. not expect what I just got. Yeah? It was a shock. Yeah? Hang on. Don't spoil it for me. Let me, let me go in here and find out. Yeah, that smell is very light and luscious and fruity and wonderful. Oh, dang. That's awesome. What is this? What is that? It says it's a Galaxy Pale Ale. Um, I've had many other Galaxy IPAs. Yeah. They did not taste this good. No. They tasted good, but not this good. Yeah. That is so refreshingly Mm pineapple-y. It is. It's refreshing. Yeah. Wow. I don't think of this as... An intoxicant. No, I think I'm, uh, I'm enjoying a pineapple soda. Well, the thing about it is, is like the flavor itself isn't all that pineapple-y. Like it's it just tastes some... like a nice, a nice, you know, green IPA when you drink it. But the yeah. aftertaste, uh huh, it it, remi- it makes you think, oh, like ten minutes ago when I drank that pineapple juice. It's it's peppery too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's got a little bit of that going on. Mm-hmm. Damn, that's Damn. awesome. Way I want go, mean more dean. of that. 
Okay, so between this and the boom sauce, which do you like better? I like this one better. I like this one better, yeah. too. The boom sauce is really good, but this is... I hope we chose correctly. This is more up Notorious my alley. RDM. Yeah. Man, I'm telling you, that guy is the best listener of the show. That is true. I'm waiting for somebody to try and usurp him and <laughs> hook us up with better beers. So let's get into the story here. Mm-hmm. Um, we're in 1799. We're at the t- the turn of the eight or 19th century. Yeah, coming um, up on that willinium. Yeah, and uh, Johnny Depp plays Ichabod Crane. Yep. This is before we knew that we should be upset at Johnny Depp. Yep. Oh, oh and Jeffrey Depp. Jones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are yeah, two yeah. people in this that are co- definitely complicating things. But yeah, yeah. Johnny Depp is playing Ichabod Crane, who is a policeman who thinks we should use reason and logic and science to figure out who committed crimes. Yeah. And uh, his coworkers don't give a shit. And so they send him off to Sleepy Hollow. They kind of pawn him off. He's too much yeah. trouble to They're trying to with. get rid of him because they don't like hearing his complaints and shit anymore. And so they send him off. And he's excited because he mm. finally gets to use his, his knowledge. And he gets to this town and turns out there's a supernatural element. The thing that he he didn't want to have to deal with. Yeah, he's a man of science and reason. a man of science and reason. And there's a supernatural element. And turns out that despite the fact there's a supernatural element the cause is still very much human Mm -hmm. it's greed it's lady mary trying to kill off all the people yeah who might take um her what is it what is it uh fortune exactly i don't know really not yeah like exactly because she fakes something death and like it's convoluted a bit after <laughs> yes. I start. Okay, what I'll say about this is that of all mystery horror movies, this one presents the story in the best possible way. I mean, next to, next to Pieces. Next to, of course, Pieces. Bastard! Bastard! <laughs> um, but this one presents everything in such a great way that it keeps me going. Okay. But in the end... It was all pretty convoluted. Okay, I was gonna say like all of the all of the 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 family tree, the inheritance, mm-hmm. the you signed this document. This guy was hiding this document. Yeah, there was. I have a twin in the woods. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't say that that kept me going. No, it was the interest is in the supernatural element. Absolutely, the interest is in uh, Johnny Depp. Uh, Ichabod Crane's relationship with Katrina Van Tassel. Yes, but it's and again the, the headless the horseman stuff of, and and all that. Like yeah, the sort of twisted route that the mystery takes is a little. It's kind of in that Phantom Menace thing, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like kids watch Phantom Menace and they're like, "Yeah, Anakin and Darth Maul, blah yeah. blah blah," and it's like. Meanwhile, trade agreements are yeah. going sour. And it's like, this is not why I'm fucking watching <laughs> this movie. Nobody's interested Nobody in that part. Nobody cares. Yeah. Like, I really do think that they could have streamlined or altogether ditched a lot of those, yeah, inheritance and the, yeah. signed this will and signed this and sealed yeah. the envelope. And 
I think Van Garretts and Van Tassels. Too I many think Vans a lot of it was thing. worked backwards. Like they were like, okay, could we, we could have this kill and this kill and this kill and this kill and this kill. Yeah. And they were like, okay, well, now Why we need would that characters to be killed. Yeah, we yeah. need characters to be killed and reasons those characters are killed. Yeah, exactly. I think there could have been a more simple, sleek way to, to do this because obviously, like you said, when you've got these characters on screen that are so charismatic and so interesting, yeah. these relationships that are also so interesting in these settings and so on, it's like you really don't need all that stuff. No, you don't. You just don't really need it. I mean, it's not like it, it's not like indecipherable, like, I don't know what the fuck is going on here. I mean, ultimately at the end of the story you get, okay, um, lady what's her fucking name? The Lady Mary. You know, she she wants stuff. And she's been, she does. She wants stuff. <laughs> she's been manipulating all these people in town with, with sex, and then having the horsemen come and kill them. And she's yeah. the one controlling the horsemen. Fine, cool, done. Yeah, that's all you need. That's kind of all I need. Yeah. Yeah, you don't need all the other stuff. No, the, not really. Yeah, I'm. I'm very. Um, I would be interested in seeing a less convoluted plot, but then. I I feel like there would have been maybe thirty minutes of the movie cut out mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah, and it's not it's not a super long. It's movie. hour forty, but yeah, it's, it it doesn't feel long. No, really. it doesn't really. And I and I'll say too. I mean, even even though I'm complaining about this convoluted stuff, it never really like drags or anything. Oh no, like that. no, the story. That's the thing is the writing is great uh, as far as the pacing uh, and as far as like. Uh, Drawing us into the characters and things, and yeah, it, it does a lot of stuff great. The dialogue is—I I wrote down so many lines because they're just just great, wonderful, perfect lines. But in the end, like the central part of it, the mystery, I'm not so into. But no. I, all that other stuff keeps me going. So yeah, it's not terrible. Now, one of the dynamics in this movie that I caught this time around—this something I wanted to, to toss at you and see what you think about. Mm-hmm. Um. Because, you know, again, as I said before, part of the fun of doing this this podcast is I have to really analyze these movies and yeah. kind of pick them apart and maybe find things I haven't seen in them before. Right. And this time around, I started noticing this interesting kind of, you know, rock, paper, scissors, like three-way clash between a couple of elements inside of this movie. Which ones? Okay. Science versus religion uh-huh. versus nature. Okay. So, if you think about all of the female roles in this movie, uh-huh. and now that I'm thinking about it, I really do mean all of the female roles yeah. in this movie. Um, all of the women are somehow... Witches? Somehow witches or in, let's just say, close association with nature, like the midwife, for example, uh-huh. um, is given that, women, uh, that woman like herbs and things like yeah. this. All the women in this represent what witches actually really were, which is just women that were in tune with nature. Sure. And so on. And a lot of the men in this movie represent religion and the churchhood and so on. Yeah. Even though most of them are full of shit and don't really care about it. Yeah, they're they're just representing the religious front. Sure. Yeah. Uh, This is, of course, most sternly put at the forefront with the flashbacks with his mom and his dad, the yeah, witch who, woman. His priest. dad is horrendous. Yeah. Terrible person who tortures his wife to death for being able to fly and being yeah. awesome. 
which I just wonder how did he end up married? He married that they were married, right? Yeah. I mean, wouldn't you ask these questions about somebody before you got married? Can you fly? <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think I've asked my wife that. Now that I think about it, I mean, it, I don't understand. If you found out that your wife could fly, Dude, I'd be like, "Sick." That's the coolest. Yeah, not. But like all, all that that worry was, the f- being able to fly is the being able to go somewhere else, hey. and not needing you to. To carry them. My basically. biggest concern, if, if my wife could fly, she'd get stuff off them top shelves without Without you? She wouldn't need me at she'd all. She'd still need you to open jars. Okay, that's right. I don't yeah. know of a spell for that. No spells. Oh, Alohomora. Does that open jars as well? <laughs> doors? doors? Yeah. <laughs> Alohajara. Alohajara. <laughs> but, you know, so you've got this thing where the women in the movie represent, yeah, you know, nature, perhaps witchery. Uh, the men in this movie represent religion uh-huh. and order and so on. And then you have the character of Ichabod Crane. Yeah. Who, especially with you saying the stuff a second ago about him patterning his acting after Angela Lansbury. Yeah. But also, too, with so many of the other men in the movie being more, let's say, masculine archetypes. Yeah. Um, like Brom. Yeah, exactly. Casper yeah. Van Dien or even just the large, old, white-haired, powdery wig men. Yeah. And then you've got Johnny Depp, who has these very beautiful features about him Mm -hmm. and also is acting in a way that kind of does embody both gender archetypes. And he represents science. Mm -hmm. He's the only one in here that's really using science as a way to try to see the truth that is somewhere in between this witchery and the religion yeah, represented by the, the women and the men in the movie. Yeah, he's not dedicated to religion for sure. He hates religion because of his dad. Yeah. Um, but he's also not sold on witchery. Yeah, exactly. He's a man of science. Yeah. He believes in what he can see and measure and so on. So I find a lot of scenes in this movie become pretty interesting whenever you kind of look at it that way, that he's kind of somewhere in the middle between science and religion, or sorry, not science and religion, nature and religion, uh-huh. uh, even masculine and feminine traits and so on. He's somewhere kind of lost in the middle of that. Yeah. And um, Katrina immediately loves him. Yeah. She immediately recognizes those things in him and and really likes him. And that's interesting because the a lot of the rest of the town immediately dislike him. Yeah. Uh, as he's walking into the town, we get a good like representation of the town, which is they all have their windows open and are staring at him until he looks at them and then they close their window. Yeah. So it's like they're all interested in finding out about him, but their windows are closed to him. They're, sure. They're not open to him, but they want to know what's going on with him. Yeah, yeah. And then Katrina, she's willing to tell him everything. She's uh, she's wide open with him. She, he goes to the, the witch in the cave. She's wide open with him. Yeah. So the only nature representative that isn't wide open with him is... Uh, uh, Lady Mary Van yeah, Tassel. Sure. And she turns out to be the killer. She's Dude, a bad what? <gasps> but guess what? All those church guys are also responsible for all this other shit. Yeah, exactly. So we find out like so many bad people involved. And the Hessian is just he's like a force of nature. Sure. He he has no uh he's agency. Got no stake in this. No. Yeah, he he's told who to go kill and he kills. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get in his way, he won't kill you. But, you know, I guess, too, 
when you think about the fact that in life he was an assassin. Yeah, he he was he loved killing. Yeah, for mm-hmm. hire, you know. Yeah. And, and really, even in death, it's the same way where you continue mm-hmm. doing what he did in life. I don't really thought about it that way before. That's pretty cool. It is cool. That's pretty dope. And but, uh, like I, we have to mention also, as we're talking about the headless horseman, how Christopher Walken plays him as an animal. How about hiring Christopher Walken? One of the guys with one of the most identifiable speech patterns. Yes. Yeah. Of all, and he has to no do line. a silent role. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking great. It is great. He plays it like an animal. He's just growling. Yeah. And going, like, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> just running into the battle, ready to kill. Yep. It's awesome. It's a real, a real good choice. Yeah. I, I bet. love the design of the armor. Well, not yeah. really armor, but yeah, it's something. Some his get up, his rig. Yeah, his like his riding rig. reaches, <laughs> and like the wolf head on his sword. And yeah, stuff. the it's wolf real head's distinct. real cool. Um, and the filed down teeth because uh-huh. he wanted to make himself even more intimidating. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. just loves to kill. And them dashing blue eyes. Oh, hey, what? What a stunner. What a stunner! <laughs> I love, I love his, uh, I love his embodiment of that character, though. And again, just the the casting choice, yeah, to get him to play that part. Yeah, that lets you know right away. It's like, okay, this is not supposed to be fucking serious. This movie, then, uh, aside from those things that we've talked about, yeah, has some really good kills. It has some dope kills in it, man. Yeah, what's like some favorites when you're thinking about that? Um. Well, I think my absolute favorite is when Brom Bones gets cut in half. Shit, yeah. Mortal Kombat style. <laughs> I got cut in half real bad, Dewey. Uh-huh. <laughs> cut my brother in half. <laughs> um, Dude, it's dope. And I love, too, how like, his entire torso kind of spins. And there's like that yeah. big... The big like waterfall of blood that comes out of him does look straight up uh-huh. like a recent Mortal Kombat game. Um... I also like when uh, Lady Mary is telling her story. Yeah. And we see that in the flashbacks, she killed some people. Like, it wasn't just that she got the Hessian to do it. She killed some other people just for fun, I guess. Apparently. She's she's really into it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely so. Plus, it's not every day you get to see a movie where a little kid watches his mom and dad get beheaded and then also gets killed and then also gets killed Pretty like fucking punishing you think that the the horseman is about to leave and that's gonna be it yeah and then like i would say this is generally like horror movie scene yeah definitely of just like you think you're safe too. and then you're not yeah that's a real well put together scene and kids using case, like the rotating light thing around yeah the too and in this case, it's a five-year-old. Yeah. So that's even scarier. It's pretty fucked up. Because uh, you learn that this ho- a horseman doesn't, he doesn't care. He just kills. Yeah. That's what he does. I like the design, too, of his kind of his, his home base of operations. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is that, that tree of the, the dead? The blood tree. Yeah. yeah. Where, like, so much blood squirts out yeah. of it. Dude, and that just that scene of, like, all of Johnny Depp's squeamishness in this is so memorable and well uh-huh. done where he's like kind of like wimpily sort of chopping at it uh-huh. and like squirts blood uh-huh. on him he's like oh uh-huh. yeah yeah it's all really good and uh-huh. i love how like all those heads like rush out of it whenever he finds Fuzz those bead. Open. 
<laughs> Here with a handkerchief. Bring please. me my kerchief. Post haste. <laughs> <laughs> I've blood on my schmuck. I'm feeling myself become faint. Please retrieve the smelling salts, Fuzzbeard. People faint in this movie several times. a lot times. of fainting. There's yeah. a whole lot of fainting. Johnny Depp faints way more times than Christina Ricci does. Yeah, that is cool. Way, way, way. That, I would say like this movie has a positive association with women. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. I think uh, the the women who are represented as the pure spirits aren't represented as, as pure sexually or pure... Um, by a Christian standard, yeah, but they're pure by in that they follow their their heart and they follow like um, what makes others happy. Mm-hmm. They're 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 not uh, these flat characters. Even his mom, who doesn't say a word in his dreams, right? We obviously get a lot of characterization by what all's going on around her, mm-hmm. and she just seems to be this very free and open uh, witch, yeah. Um, who is then stifled by this terrible patriarchal uh, asshole torturer yeah. priester, uh, priest yeah, or yeah. preacher, whatever he is. Priester. A priester. I love, too, that those flashback scenes are so vividly covered, colored. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're slowly losing the ability to speak English on the show. <laughs> I love though that like you know the movie is so drab and gray yeah. and stuff, but every time it's a flashback, it's like intensely... Yes. Clear and brightly colored and stuff. It's very cool. Um, I would say also because our killer is female and she orchestrated all of this yeah, yeah. to get revenge on the Van Graffs and the uh, uh what are the other the two? Van Garrets the Van Garrets Tassels and the Van Graffs the Van Garrets the Van Tassels to get revenge on all of them for not taking her mother and her sister and she in. Whenever they had no load. Yeah. Man, I wish they'd have got revenge on the damn Van Halens for taking in that Sammy Hagar. Oh, man. You talking about Van Hagar? <sighs> that ain't Van Halen, that man. Ain't Van ha- Get the hell out of here with that. Why don't you go try to drive 55, you son of a bitch? <laughs> Put that keyboard in the truck. Lock him motherfucker. up. Lock him hell up. Hell yeah. Lock him keyboards <laughs> up, Eddie. Get back to shredding. Lock them keyboards. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so the female characters in this, and then Katrina Van Tassel, who is, um, she's very sure of herself, and she goes after what she wants. Like, confident woman. Yeah. It's a we, woman with confidence. We don't get, even the midwife, who we barely hear anything from, obviously has her own personality, and like talks back to her husband and stuff, and he appreciates her for yeah. who she is. Strong women's. Strong women's. So that's cool. I like this movie a lot, Steve. I do too. It's not, it's not perfect. It's not perfect. No, it's not. We talked convoluted things. Don't think help it out or anything like that. But I do love it, and I'm interested to see where you're gonna rate this thing. Yeah, me too. I'm interested to see that too. I haven't thought about it. Um, Yeah. Well, uh, a movie that's extremely well acted, uh, well shot, Mm -hmm. uh, mostly practical effects, a story that keeps me interested throughout. It's it's real hard to. Um, fault it too much for the mystery element being convoluted because I think that's true of a lot of mysteries. Sure. Like if you any any uh, major mystery seems to me to be a little convoluted at some point. This one just gets too far out there. Just too much 
too much going on and too many moving parts for it to have worked out perfectly. Yeah. But in the end, I still enjoy it. I'm, but I honestly, I gotta give it an eight. Yeah, it's way up there. I can totally vibe on that, man. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, I, I totally understand whatever people don't like this movie because it is a very particular flavor. Mm-hmm. You know where it is this this kind of throwbackish gothic horror. Yeah, but it's kind of weird, nutty, and zany at times too. Uh huh. Again, the first time I saw it, I didn't think that I liked it very much either. Yeah. And it took me being exposed to, I think, other, you know, dark horror comedies and stuff like that to really get the vibe that this was was going for. Uh huh. You know, so I think it took me a little while to understand it. So I understand whenever other people, you know, have maybe seen it like once and they don't quite get into it. Uh huh. But man, I, I I dig it. I think it it's worth watching for the production design, costumes, sets, and everything alone. Absolutely, like just to see how all that comes together yeah to create a, a very distinct uh atmosphere yeah and tone yeah and, and knowing it's it's made by human hands it is 100 percent. no robots again the dark humor elements i think are great yeah and uh yeah i don't know i think it's like an eight and a half for me eight and a half eight and a half it's what I, I watch we, again we watch every year yeah. And I will continue it's to watch every watch year. every year, yeah. Definitely so. Big old fan. Now, Steve, what are we going to be doing next week? What the fuck is going on next week? Halloween's going on next week. No, no, no. That's way later in the month. Oh, no, no. You're thinking of Halloween. I'm talking about Halloween. Movie Halloween. Yeah. Movie Halloween. The Rob yeah. Zombie movie. No. The John Carpenter movie. Uh, well, no. More of the Danny McBride produced movie. Okay, Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. That one. Gotcha. But since we can't cover that just yet, we're covering Halloween 2. Woo! The original, not the Rob Zombie Halloween 2. Correct. God, this is really getting confusing. (laughs) It's really getting confusing. Third base. Yeah, who's on first? Pop goes the weasel. So we're going to be talking about John Carpenter's Halloween 2. Of course, we did... The OG Halloween many moons ago. Yeah, go back and check that out. Then rate and review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. And uh, we love, we love that one. Halloween's great. I look forward to watching Halloween too, as I think I have only seen it once. I haven't seen it in a long time. But I don't remember loving it. Yeah, but me neither. It's still John Carpenter. There's yeah. still got to be some goodness in there for sure. Yeah, and old Jamie Lee Curtis is in there being uh-huh. all awesome and stuff. I'm hoping that now that I know what the movie is and what it's about and stuff, that maybe the second second time around, <laughs> <laughs> that maybe I'm I'll glad the step by step theme song came in. I'm a, I always am, <laughs> but maybe I'll enjoy it uh, more better. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing what I do, we're gonna find out next week. Oh my god! Oh my god! So, uh, yeah, next week we're going to be watching Halloween, talking about some Halloween. Um, and then the movie, Halloween's coming out. And guess what? We're going to do a mini-sode on it. We's going to see that movie. Uh-huh. We's gonna. So be excited next week for two episodes. Mm-hmm. A mini-sode, I don't know how long it'll be. We'll try to keep it spoiler-free. Just yeah. give you an idea of what uh, we enjoyed and stuff about it. But... Uh, until then, you Keep can always 
keep up with us on at Dead Lovely Pod on the Instagrams that and the can. Twitters. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dead and Lovely Pod at gmail.com. That's our email. And we yep. have a Facebook group, which is tons of fun. Dead and Lovely Horror Movie Podcast. Indeed. Be sure to join us on all them forms of the social media as we love hearing from you guys and also be sure to go on itunes and rate and review we spend hours on this it only takes you a second to write a review please do it it really helps us out a lot really really please go and do that (laughs) you really implored them yeah deep breath Uh uh-huh deep breath on that one so yeah thank you guys so much for tuning in let us know on the facebook group and on instagram what you think of sleepy hollow and how you would rate this on a scale of 1 to 10, inquiring minds want to know. In the meantime, be sure to stay tuned next week for Halloween. Uh-huh. A whole week of Halloween. And we'll hear from you guys then. Until then, you all have been just oh so goddamn fantastic. And we have been dead and lovely. Bye-bye. Farewell. Farewell.